Welcome, everyone, to episode 341 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Well, Corey. Today's topic is going to be Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Will Will played that uh, primarily. I know Eric played a little bit, right? So you can chime I in a little bit. Probably 10 minutes. Okay. That's enough to at least get a feel for what the game yeah, is. Yeah, I like have anyway, some right? comments. Yeah. Uh, but Will, I will. I know you played quite a bit, right? Oh, yeah. I think I put... There's a lot of standing time in there, uh, but I put in over a day. Nice. All right. You came out Friday? Oh, yeah. Was it last Friday? Yeah, it was last Friday. Nice. Yeah. I, like I said, a lot of it is probably standing time, but, uh, but uh, you know, I did, like, some of the campaigns, and that was, the first one was over seven hours, so. Okay. So, yeah, but... Yeah, so Dragon Ball Fighter Z is our main topic for the day. Does anyone have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Yeah, I want to tease Celeste. Celeste. Okay. As does Corey. Indeed, I do. Okay. Anything it's else? A little new indie. Yeah. That's all the uh, that's the new stuff I played was just Celeste. I watched some on Twitch and it got me very interested in it. So, and you guys talking about it too. Yeah. I think that's okay. it for me. I played a little more Slay the Spire, but that's it. Yeah, I, I, the only, I played more Mario Odyssey, a lot more Darkest Dungeon, um, and that's really all I played this this past week. I didn't I didn't want to start anything new because I knew four in February was starting last night at midnight, so you know didn't didn't start anything else. Will do you have anything you want to tease? For no, I've only been so. playing Dragon Ball. Okay, well let's get into Dragon Ball, Will. Yeah, being the biggest Dragon Ball Z fan out of all of us, and nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll start off by saying, okay, so the game is centered around online lobbies. Uh-huh. So the game is an always online game, which is kind of a downside uh, for me. But so what it is is you boot up the game and it asks you to go into like your specific region. So like I was the U.S. East Coast, um, you know, Canada servers. So that's the servers you get into. So you get into that, and then within there, there's a list of lobbies that uh, you can get into from there. So there's lobbies like normal meeting lobbies, which is where people can just meet, and there's nothing specific aimed towards that lobby. Uh, Cy- or there's cyber sex. Yeah, like uh, cyber sexting, stuff like that <laughs> for those lobbies. And then there's some where they're arena-based or ring match-based, which I'll get into what those are later. Uh, so you can kind of pick what you want to, what lobby that you want to, to go into that's going to be the focus. So uh, once you get into these lobbies, you're these little miniature-sized uh, Dragon Ball characters, and you get to select whatever character uh, you have, and you get to run around as that little that little avatar which is kind of cool so people who are super into uh that you can collect those uh the la- the avatar characters and there's 52 in total of them uh so i use the super saiyan blue goku because i think it's cool looking so that's the one that i kind of been rocking um I, to communicate within these lobbies there's like stamps and preset messages that you can have typed up so like if you see somebody uh you can go up and use the wanna fight message and then like they'll message back with whatever and then you can start a ring match and challenge them and stuff like that. It's like Mario Kart. Yeah, pretty much like that. Uh, you can't type anything, so it's all preset, so you can't really uh, troll, I guess. You can't be a hateful online monster. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, which, you know, 
as I get older and older, I don't have time for kids telling me I'm trash. So I kind of <laughs> like the like the preset messages where you can't be harassed. Yep. Um, <laughs> I play en- I played enough Call of Duty in my day in Rocket League that I know that how that can get. Yeah, they and can, it's not they can still harass you with those preset messages. They can. That's it's true. A little, it's, yeah. it's a little more difficult. <laughs> That's true. And it's not even that it bothers you that much. It's just it's why you know it's obnoxious. Well, so shut up. One of the preset things, because you can customize what message you want on a stamp. So there's a stamp with trunks on his knees, and I have the thing. Do you want to play? <laughs> As my message nice. for a little innuendo for the children. Uh-huh. Nice. Well, um, so that's what I, that's what classy. what I do. <laughs> well, if if the me versus any proof, people will find a way to make things perverted. Sure. People always well, found a way to get. It. Yeah, people always found a way to get wiener drawings on there is, wanna... rule, is that rule 34 is that the no rule 34 is if it exists there's porn about it yeah, close enough <laughs> that's rule 30 i didn't know that yep <laughs> but um anyway so like that's kind of how the lobbies run so within this lobby there are different like areas that you can go into so there's world match the story area practice arcade Local battle, rankings, replay, shop, arena match, information, and gate. Uh, so I'll run through what each one does really quick. So there's world matches where you connect with players around the world and fight. There is ranked matches and casual matches. So I have done predominantly casual matches, but I have done five total ranked matches. Uh, and I've won two. So, you know, two wins, three losses. And let me tell you, there was I had one of the most epic fighting game uh, matches I've ever had. So I was playing, and all of my characters got beat except Goku Black, or as Corey likes to call him, Edgy Goku. Uh, He was my only guy left with like three-fourths health left, and he had all three characters left, and I was able to pull it out and beat the guy. Whoa. Okay, walk us through it. So uh, he used three characters. like Two had like half hit points, and one was full. So he used uh, Goku Blue, um, Hit, and then Gohan Teen version. So Gohan Teen was full health, and uh, the other two about half health. And I was getting destroyed uh, with hit. I just couldn't couldn't hit him. Uh, and if you watch the anime at all, he's the time skip guy. So like his abilities are all time skip and stuff like that. So I was using Goku Black, and I had all of my seven ki- or key blasts set, uh, saved up, which I'll get into the mechanics of the fighting in a little bit. But I was able to get enough supers off to wipe out the other two without taking any hits. Uh, and I had momentum kind of going into that last character, so I just went in and was able to... We both did our 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 big special move at the same time, and I don't know why it worked, but mine overpowered his uh, and ended up killing him. So I was able to pull out the victory. Awesome. But I was I was super pumped about that. I was one of the more, like, more times I was pumped in a video game, like uh, in a fighting game. The only other times were Smash Brothers, but... Uh, so yeah, that's really cool. Uh, there is some like connectivity issues every now and again. There were a couple matches that got dropped because of bad frames and stuff like that. So like that happens. I mean, that's prevalent in every fighting game because it is an online game. So all right, so uh, wa- we'll walk us through how how the how the setup is for that. Like I don't even know other than that it's a fighting game how any of this works. So the you're ba- like you boot up in these lobbies. Yeah. 
so from there is where you go. So in the top of the, so it's like this hub world uh-huh. where up to sixty four players are in this game. So sixty four players will be in these lobbies, and you can kind of do whatever you want within these lobbies. So like at the very top, you go talk to a guy and you do world match. So you get set up in a world match where you can play anybody from around the world. Uh, that's how that works. And then like you go to another section of the the in game like miniature sized world. Uh, and you'll bring up the story mode. So you talk to that guy, and you can do the story from there. Or like, if you don't want to do the story, you'll go down to the guy who's running the practice area. You'll do the practice stuff. Yeah. So it's all within this like game world that's like miniature size for the little like the little Dragon Ball characters that you'll run around as. Gotcha. So that's sort of how how it works. Okay. Are so they, you, so are they chibi? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Nice. So um, you, so you go into an online match. It's it sounds like you pick a couple different characters, and is it tag team? Do you rotate them in and out? Yeah. So I was gonna get in, I was gonna get oh, okay. into fighting in a little bit. I wanted to go gotcha. through the modes first. Um, so then there's story mode. Uh, it's where you play the game stories. There's three stories. The first campaign is the Super Warrior arc, where you control Goku and his friends, uh, and you have to defeat Android Twenty One. It's kind of the main gist of the story. Um, I took I beat that one. It took me like seven and a half hours. I want to say. Uh, Let after... me ask you before you move on, Will, and I only know this because you told me. Um, but Android Twenty One does not exist in the anime, right? No, she was a created character by the guy who created Dragon Ball. So technically, because he created her, she's canon. That was my next question. Yeah. So because he was the one who ended up making her for the game, she is considered canon, but okay. she's only in the video game as of right now. And I don't know if she'll be in the anime at any point, so I, so I don't know how that'll work. She was made specifically for this game? Correct, yeah. She's the re- leader of the Red Ribbon Army, which is the Red Ribbon Army has been something that people who are familiar with Dragon Ball to an extent will know. The Red Ribbon Army is, you know, part of the universe. Yeah. Uh, so after that, there's the Enemy Warriors arc, where you play as the villains of the game, uh, such as Frieza, Cell, Nappa, Ginyu, all those guys. Uh, so that's, you know, you get the other perspective of the story of why Android 21 is going after the bad guys. Uh, and I'm about halfway done with that one. And then the last one is the Android arc, where you kind of, I think you control Android 18, uh, but I'm not 100% sure, 18 and 16. But after that, I don't know how it works, because I haven't really gotten there. Um, and then there's practice mode, which is where you uh, practice the game. There's training modes where you fight stationary opponents to work on your moves. There's battle tutorials. So, like, say Dan never played the game. You would go there, do the battle tutorials. You'd learn the game that way. They run you through everything. They run through the baseline of the mechanics where you can just kind of, like, button mash. Uh, and they also get into the nuance of the controls where you kind of learn uh, the deeper part of the game. Because this game is pretty easy that you can pick up and play uh, and kind of have fun. But there is a lot more to the controls where if you mastered that, you could be really, really good at this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, like I'll get into the whole fighting in a little bit and how that works. There's arcade mode where you fight the enemy team after enemy team to score the highest ranks that you can. Uh, and they're split into three different courses. So uh, there's the Snake Way course, the Extreme Gravity Spaceship course, and the Hyperbolic Time Chamber course. So you do those. Uh, you fight team after team where until you get to the end, and no matter like depending on how you do, you get a rank. So there's S, A, B, C, uh, those ranks. Oh, man, I have to I have to play this. <laughs> It's, it's hard to listen to you talk to it and like name all these things that I know about, and I'm like, I yeah, can like, picture it. Hyperbolic time chamber. I'm like, I need to, pl- I need to be in that. <laughs> um, and once you beat the course, you get the harder version of the course, and uh, that's how that works. There's local battle. 
So this is where you uh, and your friends can play together. Um, and you can also fight the computer here. So there's that. And then there is the arena matches where people within the lobby can play each other. So you go talk to this person, you get into the arena match, you're lined up in the arena, another person goes, talks to the arena guy, he lines you up in the arena, and if there's like eight people in there, you'll get paired with the person who has the best connection with you, and then you fight within there, uh, which is pretty cool, because me and my friend Evan were playing together, and we couldn't get the ring match to work, which is like the how you play with friends and whatnot. Uh, so we had to do it that way, and we got into a, the arena matches, and we got to play. So that was pretty cool, because like we live you know, down the street from each other. Our connections were pretty good and we're able to play. Um, so then there is rankings, which is also pretty self-explanatory. Everything's ranked on BP, which is battle power. Um, the higher your BP is, the more, the higher your rank is. Uh, there's also replays. You can watch saved replays from yourself or like more professional matches. Um, there is also the shop. So there is a loot box system to this game. Um, but how it works is you get in-game currency, which is the Zenny, which is the currency for the Dragon Ball universe. So when I started the game out, I had like 50,000 Zenny or whatever. And every day you get quests within the game that you get to complete. Like one of them is play three uh, world world matches where you play three games online against people. You'll get Zenny that way. Um, and 1,000 Zenny gets you a capsule, which is considered the loot box, which gives you the rewards. So that's where you get, you know, the avatar characters for the lobby. Uh, you'll get different colors for them, so on and so forth. So that's how you unlock the more cosmetic stuff in the game. So, um, oh, there's also things. Eric, do you remember the Call of Duty calling cards? So yeah. like you, you would kill yeah. somebody, their calling card would come up. So this game has that, uh, that same system. Uh, where you unlock different like titles, uh, like one can be Super Saiyan or like Kai Supreme Supreme Kai or something like that. Like you'll get to unlock those little uh, you know Dragon Ball call sign things, um, and you also unlock other things called Z coins. I don't really know what these are, but it's got Mister Satan on it, and if you turn in ten of them, you get more uh, loot. I don't know how that works. So at one point, I had ninety thousand Zenny. Um, and I bought a ton of capsules and stuff like that. So I've unlocked a lot of cool stuff so far in the game. And I think it's pretty easy to get Zenny. Um, you can also buy it if you want. But I don't think there's a reason to. Do they have Sensu Bean microtransactions? So like mid-match you can buy a Sensu Bean. No, the only Sensu Bean that, gets, uh, that you can notice is a move that Krillin has. It's a move? Yeah, but it doesn't heal you. He just throws it and it hits them and does damage. That's kind of silly. I, I think. <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't use Krillin. Okay. But I do know he has a move called, like, Sensu Bean. Who's the cat that gives the Sensu Beans? What's his name? Um, Corrin. Corrin. Is Corrin a playable character? No. Because that I'm would gonna, be cool. I'm going to get into all the char- playable characters, too. Uh, okay. There's also the information which tells you about updates of the game, like when DLC will be coming, blah, 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 blah. And then there's the gate where you exit and go to another lobby. Um, so characters in the game, you've got Android 16, Android 18, who gets assisted with Android 17, Android 21. Then there's Beerus with Whis, Captain Ginyu with the rest of the Ginyu force, uh, Cell, Frieza, Gohan. Uh, and there's two Gohans. There's adult Gohan and the child Gohan. There is Trunks, who, um, there's him, and then there's Child Trunks, who goes into Gotenks. Uh, There's Goku, which is normal Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan Blue Goku. 
Um, there's Goku Black, who gets assisted from Zamasu. Uh, I said Gotenks, Hit, Kid Buu, Nappa, Majin Buu, Krillin, Piccolo, Tien with Chaozu, uh, Vegeta with the normal Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan Blue, and then there's Yamcha. So how fighting works in this game, Dan, to answer your question is you pick a team, so any three fighters that you want. So the characters that I use usually is Goku Black as my leadoff, followed by Android 18, and then uh, Child Gohan. So while you're fighting, like that's your team, uh, you'll be out there, you'll be you know hitting, doing damage, so on and so forth. You can switch your character anytime you want. So like I play on Xbox, so like if I'm getting like if Goku Black's getting it handed to him. I will hold down the right bumper, and in will come Android 18. So that'll be my swap. That's my second swap. Or I can hold down the trigger, left trigger, and Gohan will come in to fight. Um, so you get to switch between them whenever, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you. If you're in a combo, you can't switch while you're in the middle of a combo. You have to wait until there's an opportunity that the game allows you to end up switching. Uh-huh. So while you're fighting, like the usual A attack, will you launch your energy blast? Like X is the easy attack, Y is the medium attack, and B is the heavy attack. Um, and then you can hold down A and X at the same time, and you'll charge your your key meter. And what that is is once it reaches like one, you can do an attack that uses one key, which is a more special attack than not being able to do it at all. Uh, your like special moves, like overall, take three key, and that's like ones that'll do a lot of damage. Um, and your key goes up to seven. So once you have that charged up to like two, three, four, five, you can rattle off some special moves in a row and do a lot of damage, which is how I won with Goku Black in that fight that I was down uh, all of my guys. Um, so that's sort of how it works. Like RB, you'll use the attack that breaks blocks. Um, so when they're blocking, uh, you'll end up breaking that. Um, the cool move, though, that I like to do a lot, which kind of leads off, is where you hold down right trigger, and you'll fly into the enemy and start attacking them right away, which is a really cool way to approach the enemy without having to like run up to them. And there's also another move where you hold down B and Y, where you teleport behind them and kick them in the back, uh-huh. um, which uses uh, a key meter, which is cool. That's another way, because like if you're getting... If you're really far away or, like, you need a way to approach them and they're not expecting it, I do that quick. So you'll just, like... It's, like, it's kind of like instant transmission that Goku has, like, throughout the, the story uh, of the actual anime. So that's kind of like that. And they'll do that. Teleport behind them. Kick. Uh, so that's really how fights work. Is there any other questions you have about the fighting, Dan? No, I just I just didn't know how the matches were, were set up. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 3v3. You can... I think you can do 1v1, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, I think that's a thing that you can only do in ring match. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of cool to have a character who is pretty much useless in the anime, like Yamcha going up against Super Saiyan Blue Goku, uh-huh. who's like supremely powerful, and you have a chance to win. Like I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. And you also get to use characters like Krillin and Piccolo and have them you know, be more relevant, and you can kick butt with them. And like they'll go against... like. Vegeta and Goku and all these guys and like you're using Piccolo and Krillin and you win like that's kind of cool for like people who watch the anime and they'll like Krillin just gets killed every couple seasons so like it's it's I don't know it's something cool that I really like how um go ahead go ahead no, I was go gonna ahead. ask how true to the anime are the do they like keep the pet characters powers intact so I mean does Krillin have the destructo disc and yep okay 
Yeah, like Krillin's got the Destructo bit, Destructo disc. His normal like energy blast that he can direct it. Um, like he he's the only character in the game that can direct where he wants his his energy blast to go. Yeah, like he's got Destructo disc. Like Goku has his like Kamehameha. Gohan has Kamehameha. Like they do that. Cell because he's a, a culmination of a bunch of fighters uses a lot of their moves, which is pretty cool. Uh, Majin Buu turns people to candy. In okay. Each yeah, I was going to ask, like, who's got the weird powers? Like, for Captain Ginyu, can you steal the other person's powers? Yeah, you take... So, I was reading on Kotaku yesterday, Corey, I think right before we did our Final Fantasy VIII playthrough, somebody said in the the Direct Dragon Ball Fighter, uh, as told by Steam Reviews, somebody said, I was fighting Ginyu online, and he did his body swap move. And I didn't know he did it, so I spent the whole <laughs> match thinking I was controlling my character. But he took over that character. That's so he's like, funny. I lost because of it. So yeah, Ginyu does switch characters. And he also, one of his, his I think, either A attack or over A, I don't know what it is exactly, uh, summons each Ginyu Force member. And they do like the attack for him. Cool. So like the little short guy, Goldo, will like throw his like spike at him, or Raccoon will come out and do a kick. It's and Jace will come out and do an energy blast. Like it's kind of cool how they you like incorporate all of these characters, uh, like moves in the show into mm-hmm. the game. So yeah, like Goku, like Super Saiyan Blue, like his big move now is doing his Kaioken attack, uh, which yeah. is Dragon Ball Super. Uh, it comes up a lot. So like his special move is like the Kaioken attack where he, he kind of gets away up. from the the, the kaioken attack he in comes, later dragon ball z yeah he like after the first season i want to say he doesn't do it again until super oh okay but super he does it a lot okay eric's laughing at us <laughs> can you blame him <laughs> listen to us this is a video game podcast <laughs> it's right a roll <laughs> Um, is there any plans to have Deborah? Is he a talked about character? Because I think he would be pretty cool to have in this game. He All would his be powers. Pretty, he would be pretty cool. There is a DLC season pass. I don't know. There's either going to be two DLCs uh, expansions or just one. I don't know. Uh, I do have a wish list of characters I do want to see mm-hmm. added to the game, like Android Seventeen. Who, if you've been watching any of the new. Uh, anime he is incredibly important right now like he's one of the final fighters left in the tournament of power which is really cool so like i'm almost positive he's gonna get added but like there's a ton of characters that i want to see be added to this game and i think they'd fit um so i don't know how many they're gonna add but i think deborah would be a cool character yeah i mean they have characters like napa who have had no relevance to the story since the first season Mm -hmm. so you know i really anybody you can think of i could see being added Nail. Nail could be added. I like, um, you know, for the new anime, I like Kefla, who is uh, a fusion Super Saiyan uh, in the new uh, saga, and Zamasu, who is tied with Goku Black. Like, I think they'd be good characters to add. Um, Bardock and Broly are two characters that are really heavily requested. Um, The villains Uh, from the new saga, too, are also, like, wanted. What about Pipe? Pycon? What's his name? Pycon. Pycon? You know, I'm curious about him. He's not technically canon, apparently. How does that work? Oh, because it was the filler? Yeah, it was the filler. It's like the Garlic Jr. thing. That was considered filler, filler, not canon. Gotcha. Okay, so so that wasn't done by Toriyama or whatever? Yep, exactly. Gotcha. 
So complaints to the game. My biggest complaint is this game does nothing quickly. Mm. Which can be kind of a put off. So say you're trying to join a lobby. It'll be like, oh, lobby's full. Lobby's full. Well, we'll let you join now. It's one of those situations which can be kind of frustrating. So like how I do it is if I don't have an extended period. Like if I'm going to go to the gym like I am tonight, I'm going to play a round or two online before I leave. It's like my ritual. Uh, it'll boot me from the lobby at least once before like I get into the game, which is kind of frustrating. I feel like that kind of hampers the game a little bit. Um, and when like you get into a match, it shows the character screen, like who's on each team, I think for a couple seconds too long. Uh, it just kind of stays on there, and you're like, all right, come on, I want to get into the fight, I want to get into the fight, but it kind of just stays there for like a solid minute before you actually get into the fight, which I don't love. I think that's kind of too much. Um, it only takes me a little bit to register who my enemy is playing as and like what I can do. Uh, and also playing with friends is very difficult. I had to go through the map. We had to go to a lobby that was not, uh, highly populated to be able to play each other easily. Um, which is another thing I don't really like. I feel like they should have just added to, I think it was called the, not the arcade, but the local battle. Like, just add another option where you can play with people on your friends list. I don't know why that's not done. Yeah. Because Japanese developer. Seems like a no-brainer. So, that's, like, you can do the ring match, but me and my friend tried to do ring match, and it kept on saying that there were no ring matches available when I very clearly had one made. Uh, and we could only do that for so long before we got frustrated and... You know, did the art or the arena battle with each other, and just hoped we got matched up with each other. So uh, that's in a nutshell how the game works. Is there any questions? No, I don't yeah, think so. What was your experience with the game, Eric? Hmm, yeah. So the first night I tried to get on, um, <clears throat> I, I had no idea about this lobby thing. Um, I tried to get in a lobby. And it wasn't working. It wasn't working. So I got off. Uh, next day, I tried to get on and I got in a lobby. And then the game crashed. So I got off again. And then I tried again the next day. And I got into a lobby. And I just don't understand the hub world part of it and the lobby part of it. It's just like it doesn't, see, it's not very accessible. It's just, I, I think it's unnecessary. I feel yeah. the same way. Especially yeah. for, if you just wanted to do like the the story, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, Especially if they're going to have online issues. Yeah, I mean that was probably my biggest gripe was that whole thing. Uh, as far as the gameplay goes, I played one match. I didn't finish the match, but um, I, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even that I didn't like it. It's just the fact that it was a fighting game, and it's about Dragon Ball Z. So, nice. as far as the fighting went, uh, it was enjoyable. Okay. Uh, like Will said, I feel like it's pretty easily accessible for a button masher, uh, which is what I was doing was using button combinations that I know have worked in, in other fighting games that I've played to try yeah. and do moves. Um, and then do same thing, it worked in this to do moves too. Uh, but it looks really good. It's a really good looking game. And I would imagine it's uh, pretty awesome for Dragon Ball Z fans. It's just not for me. Uh-huh. But, yeah, kinda, again, the, the fighting was cool, and it looks really good. How I've been talking to people about it, the actual gameplay aspect of it is really, really, really good. 
but it's the other stuff around that can be super frustrating. Um, so, like I said, the loading screens, I think the the, the lobby system's kind of unnecessary. Um, I think if they wanted to have a lot, like a hub world, they could do it when you wanted to go online. But like, if you want to play campaign, you're out of luck. If the servers are down. Like, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, I don't love that, um, especially for a fighting game where like I just kind of want to run through the story, but you have to be online, which then tempts me to play online matches over the story. So, yeah. So, like I said, like as Eric said, the gameplay is pretty is really good in my opinion. I think it's one of the better fighting games that we've seen within it's the best dragon ball game that we've ever really gotten in my opinion and i think it's the best uh fighting game that we've gotten recently other than like smash but i don't really count smash brothers i think that's in its own league yeah okay but yeah i really like if you are a dragon ball fan you need to play this i think um if you're not and like fighting games, I also think you will like this game because it's pretty popular among the fighting community right now. Uh, after that, you know, I actually don't even like fighting games, but I like Dragon Ball so much and I love this game because of it. So, I wonder how many people are turned off by it, though, because it is, it's Dragon Ball. We're looking at one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wonder... like the way like i said i really appreciate the way it looks and the way it felt but yeah i just i mm. well eric, i mean eric's not really hooked on a fighting game right now anyway i guess i no, mean more uh, i've been more hooked on other fighting games in the past yeah <clears throat> i guess i just mean as like people who are the fighting game community i wonder how many of them just write it off because it's dragon ball and it's not the soul caliber street fighter or tekken or whatever that you know they've become accustomed to and maybe because they don't know dragon ball have no interest in the game i know it's one of the most played fighting games right now and that i mean part of that is because it's new yeah Um, but i think there is a general this game is really well received so far Mm -hmm. uh even with the lobby like i've been looking at reviews and like it's getting above an eight everywhere and that has online issues which kind of catches me off guard because i figured that's enough to dock it because the entire game is centrally around the hub worlds and stuff like that but no like it's still reviewing incredibly well like i was surprised by the reviews maybe it's a perfect 10 game will and they are docking it maybe (laughs) to be honest i don't read any of the reviews (laughs) i just look at eric's not buying it (laughs) no they act like the the gameplay is better than any fighting game that I have experienced, other than a Smash. Yeah, really? like I, th- I think it looks really well. It plays really well. Um, it plays better than games like Street Fighter. So, how many Street Fighters have you played? I played five a couple times. Okay, so not that many. Yeah, but if it's being received this well already, they're onto something with it. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's bad, but I think um, we are certainly not fighting game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Extraordinaires by any stretch of the imagination. I would like to know somebody who is and can talk into it, but that's I, like good, it's in, that's a good yeah. question. Because yeah. it from what I'm gathering is yeah, people really like this game. So Yeah. Yeah, but I think closest, I read that the closest we've really it. gotten into like one of us being into a fighting game is Will with Smash Brothers. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's I still beat Will well. No, I don't be well at Smash Brothers anymore. <laughs> yeah. When I was like six, maybe. 
Yeah, I don't, like I know, like this is the most played fighting game on Steam right now. I know they have, they're having tournaments already for it, so I don't know how that community is. But like I said, I think it's a really good game overall. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's tough for me to pull the trigger on PC at sixty bucks. You know, if you had an Xbox, Corey, I would tell you buy it. So there's a vote for an Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you'd buy an Xbox to play a fighting game that you can play on PC? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I just, I, I know I wouldn't play online enough. But that's a debate for later. Yeah. I wouldn't play online enough. <clears throat> I, I don't know. How long's the story mode? The first one's seven hours. The second one, I put in three, maybe. Not done with it. Hmm. You're getting, like, 20 hours of story content, it seems. Yeah. But I'm also so I didn't even really talk about how the story is structured. Uh but like you go there's like world so like for example like the Final Fantasy Tactics world map, like there is like a you can go from spot to spot and do whatever you want, shop or whatnot. So here there's like a world map that you can go from spot to spot and what happens is clones pop up. It all ties into the story. I'm not gonna explain it because we should move on. But like, you go to that spot, you fight the clone, you take them out, you gain levels from winning these fights, and then you go to the boss. Uh, so I've been doing all of the clone fights, but you can go right to the boss if you want for the the section of the, the story and move on to each section of the story. So you could probably run through the campaign a lot quicker than what I've been doing because I've been doing all of the fights to, like, level up characters. So. Okay. I forgot to specify that when I talked about the story, but that's kind of how it, how it breaks down. Excellent. Yeah. Any other thoughts? No, I got nothing. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in it. I probably won't end up getting it unless it's on a steep discount cuz I, you know, I'm not into fighting games really, but uh I would like to play it. This would be a great game if we all still live really close to each other and yeah. like we had our game uh like our game weekend, gaming weekends. Yeah. Like this would be a really cool game to have for that. Yep. So. Okay. All right, let's get into nibble bits, shall we? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Eric, we'll start with you. What do you got for nibble yeah, bits? I got two, Dan. Uh, first, both Nintendo related. Uh, Nintendo Switch, uh, they have announced that the online service, the paid version of the online service, will be launching in September. So get your online free gaming in now on the Switch until September comes. Um, and again, the service will cost $4 for a month or $20 for a year. So pretty uh, pretty cheap compared to, I guess, competitors. Uh-huh. Um, and you'll get... <clears throat> I can't remember. There was some... Wasn't there some hubbub about the, the games that you're getting uh, with your subscription that you don't actually yeah. keep them? There's like I think they're doing like a rotation of yeah. old games uh, every month. Is yeah. is there's not a lot of information on it yet, but I, that's the impression that yeah. I got that they have a rotation of of free games that you get with your yeah. old games that you get with your subscription. Right. So. so more info to come on that, but launches in September. Yeah. Hopefully, cloud saves they add add to the online service. Yeah. Something to uh, switch. It's, it's funny needs. you say that, Dan. I was reading a tweet uh, before we started from Brian Altano. Uh-huh. He sent his switch in for repair because it wasn't connecting to the dock. Yep. And they wiped the hard drive yep. from Ooh. all of his saves. Yeah. 
So he sent them a message about how they really need to work on cloud saves. Yeah. What people are doing is if they have to send theirs back, they're they're just backing up their stuff. Because you can you can transfer your profile and all your saves and stuff with a micro SD card. Mm. But you have to do that ahead of time. Like, you know, once uh, the stuff's gone, it's gone. So you have to do like a profile transfer to do all that stuff. So people are have been just doing that just in case, you know. You shouldn't have to do that. They should have this sorted. But that's, yeah, that's what they're doing. And my second piece of Nintendo-related news. Nintendo confirmed there is an animated Mario movie in the works from the makers of the Minion movies. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting, especially with a young child around. Yeah, it's got to be better than the uh, Mario movie from, what was it, the late 80s or early 90s? Yeah, no way, Dan. That's impossible. It's a classic. Great movie. Um, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. I'll I'll, I'll go with my little bits next because mine's also Nintendo news. Because um, they had a big, uh, was it their quarterly meeting or yearly fiscal year meeting? Uh, so they released a bunch of information in 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 relation to that all that stuff. So uh, <laughs> there's going to be a Mario Kart coming to mobile. Apparently, that's going to be March 2019. There's no further details other than that. It's just uh, Mario Kart for mobile. Motion controls, maybe? No. (laughs) No, they're going to have it uh, auto-drive like Mario Run. Oh, and then you just move your thumb left and right to turn a little bit. Uh, Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. You tap for a power slide, tap to jump. I hope it's a little more involved than that. Tap to shoot your shells. Pay a dollar to use an item. (laughs) (laughs) That's mobile for you. Nine ninety nine will get you a blue shell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, blue shell. Uh, Also, Nintendo news. It's it's finally officially official. The Switch has already outsold the Wii U in its lifetime in its 10 months on the market than the Wii U did over, I think it's three and a half or four years, uh, selling 14 million systems worldwide. Dang. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And then I've got some game sales stats. So, uh, super Mario Odyssey worldwide, since it came out in October has sold 9.07 million copies. Jeez. Which someone noted is more copies than Star Wars Battlefront 2 sold on PC, Xbox One, or PS4. Yeah, uh, so that gave me a twinge of hope that all is not lost. Um, that being said, I don't know if you guys saw, but EA is doubling down on their current uh, strategy for, for games with the microtransactions and stuff. So, All right. It's unfortunate. Anthem. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, People complain, I, this is what we don't like about our your game. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll put it back in. <laughs> yeah. Not just that, but like I, I was reading some uh, some people's thoughts on that whole situation because I, I think someone tweeted that Mario Odyssey had sold uh, more copies than, than, you know, this was right before the Star Wars movie came out. You know, it's a yeah. huge movie. They probably could have made a killing on Star Wars Battlefront if they had sure. not been so egregious with their with their microtransactions and stuff. So, so yeah, Mario Odyssey, 9 million copies, Super Mario 8 Deluxe, um, which, you know, Super Mario 8 came out two years ago or two and a half years ago on, on the Wii U, sold 7.33 million copies on the Switch. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 6.7 million copies. Surprised that Mario Odyssey 
heavily outsold Breath of the Wild. Um, Mario, man. I know. Well, it was funny because uh, uh, some people from Japan were chiming. I think it was a thread on Reddit that I was reading about it, and people from Japan were like, yeah, Mario is is the face of Japan. And even when they had, because they announced the, the next Summer Olympics, I believe, are going to be in Japan, and Mario's going to be like the mascot for the... The uh, awesome. The, the uh, <laughs> I think it's the 2020 Summer Olympics, and I, I don't know if it's in Tokyo or wow, or oh, where, that's but. the best news I've ever heard. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, uh, Splatoon two four point nine one million four point nine one million copies. Uh, one two Switch one point eight million copies. Arms one point six, and Xenoblade Chronicles two just a hair over one million copies. Wow, they wow. broke the million dollar barrier. Yep. Wonder if that. Uh, is a worthwhile venture for them after that? Probably. I would probably so. profitable. Million yeah. million games. Million um, I wanted to go back to Mario and Japan and the Olympics. Yeah. Didn't with, didn't they do their like announcement with Mario? With Mario and on it, yeah. Okay. Because yes, after you, I thought about it, and I'm like, wait, why do I feel like that's happened already? But then I remembered it was the announcement. Yeah, that was in the closing ceremony of the Brazil, yeah. the Janeiro Summer Olympics. Awesome <laughs> closing ceremonies. So, yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. Interesting numbers. Like I said, EA won't learn a lesson from that, but no, you do. And that's all I have for nibble bits. Corey, what do you have? What do I have? Um, so I've been pretty regular re- regularly reporting on the release date for Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, all of them wrong. <laughs> because it's coming out October 26, 2018, according to Rockstar's Twitter account. Huh? So I would say that that's probably a good guess. Yeah. Um, and it feels like it's been long enough in development where I think they're past the point of delaying it. But famous last words, I mean, I guess anything could cause it to delay again. Um, any, so who any knows? word on if there's going to be a PC version or not? They probably still haven't announced that. They have not announced that. That what? was one of the like top comments was that like i don't care when it comes out just give me give it to me on pc and then the next comment beneath that was yeah give me a westworld mod and i was like oh yeah now we're talking uh-huh westworld mod for red dead redemption 2 would be awesome That's interesting yeah um i just had some quick hitters i'm just trying to find them again what did i do here uh dragon ball fighter z hit two million sales across all platforms um will did you mention this already that like 48 hours after it came out on steam it was already the most played fighter of all time on steam uh i tried wording it that wording that but it didn't come out right yeah so i'm glad you yeah. said that <laughs> So that's the stat. Uh, Paragon is closing in April. Epic is giving full refunds to everyone. Ooh, I think yes. I bought it. Did you really? Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's... I didn't really read the article because I didn't care. I just thought it was important to mention. Uh, we truly appreciate everything you've put into Paragon. We received so many passionate ideas for where to take the game. The outpouring of thoughtful suggestions is another testament to this incredible community. After careful consideration and many difficult internal debates, we feel there isn't a clear path for us to grow Paragon into a MOBA that retains enough players to be sustainable. PC players can request a refund. There's a link. I would imagine just Google it. Well, console players will have to link their Epic accounts or create one if necessary. 
That's kind of a bummer. Um, it's just sad. To that's a go ahead, that's man. a tough spot, a tough space to get into, though. The MOBA, I know. It's I know. it's like MMORPGs. Like there's a handful of them that are going to be successful, and then like good luck trying to squeeze yourself into there. Right. Until we get a Mario MOBA, Dragon Ball yeah. MOBA. I still still say they should apply all those. Nintendo should make their own MOBAs or. MMORPGs for their char- oh, mobile specifically for their characters. Be awesome. Yep. Uh, so I think I talked about last week the release of Age of Empires Definitive Edition and we went back and forth about it coming to Steam, whether that could happen or not. And it's funny because that article on PC Games N that I referenced last time uh, had an update as of January 30th saying Age of Empires Definitive Definitive edition could eventually make its way to Steam. Um, I guess enough people were had this question that they felt it necessary. Microsoft too to go back and revisit that whole aspect uh, because originally Microsoft had said that that it's not on them; it's on Steam. Which I, I mean, I kind of saw right through. Yeah, no, anyone who pays attention does not buy that. Yeah, and I think I think they they were called out on their BS a little bit, and especially um, with some of the turds that you can find on Steam. Right, <laughs> like th- their argument is that Steam needs to do a better job of supporting Windows 10, and until they do that, the game can't come to Steam. So I have not was, had that any was issues. How, yeah, that was how their I don't know that was how they framed it, but they're saying, oh well, it could. We just we just need Steam to. What's the exact quote? Uh, Has already improved both the store and Windows 10 by accelerating support for features like unlocked frame rate and making the overall consumer experience better. That was referencing um, the releases of other Microsoft games on Steam like Quantum Break and Gears 4. Uh, Microsoft also say that competition between digital marketplaces is good for for the industry and good for gamers. Yeah, but that a, the, that's not a reason to not release it on Steam. No, that and they're 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 not competing with Steam is the thing. Like they're they're not offering anything that other than a handful of like pretty good games. Uh, yeah. They're not they're not doing anything to compete against Steam. You know, if they were charging like half the price as a yeah. new title. Oh, here we go. This is the yeah. Other storefronts need to fully support Windows 10 before we bring Age of Empires Definitive Edition over. I don't know. I have had Windows 10 since it came out, and I have not had a single issue. I, I have no words. I really don't. So they're lying again. Yeah. It's what what happens here is the the suits are like marketing t- or P- marketing and or PR team. You go you go fix this. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to see if there's any worthwhile insights in the comments there usually is even when taking into this one comes from lord of beer even when taking into account the high 30 percent commission charged by steam i'm sure they'd sell many more copies with the game on steam and more than make up for it which oh god yeah um yeah 100 true i don't know i'm one of the few idiots that actually bought a few pc games on the windows 10 store yeah i i I imagine I imagine they have they have some sort I'm part of, of the problem. They have some sort of benchmark or milestone or directive in place that says, you know, we need in order to make this Xbox Windows 
platform viable we need this many signups how can we do that oh let's release age of empires on it and see how many we can get you know i think it's going to be a while before they're like yeah this isn't really catching on let's just not do this anymore yeah because they're severely limiting their sales yeah it's a bummer yeah and i think that's it okay oh no the big one uh rocket league psionics released the spring 2018 roadmap for rocket league did you see any of this eric no um so february there's february content update and the tournament beta will launch in february which is something i've been asking for that forever yeah uh i actually just recently deleted my rocket league again i go back and forth but if when the tournament's beta is live Oh man, I'm in. I'm in. Me, you, Tito. Uh, Tito's gonna embarrass us. <laughs> do we have any other listeners that regularly play Rocket League? Ah, it's got to be some. We'll round them up. I'd prefer ones that don't regularly play Rocket League, to be honest. Me, I'll join the tournament. Hey, let's get Dan in there. I'll play it on my Switch. There we go. It'd be fun to set up a doubles tournament or something, you know? Yeah. Fucking awesome. Uh, March, new licensed premium DLC and a spring event of some sort. And then the rest of March through April, um, the release of the tournament's feature. Quality of life updates, including item stacking, better item filtering, searching, and sorting. Equipped blue slash orange team for painted car bodies. New and expanded options, like team quick chat only. Uh, Disable one minute remaining messages. Packet send receive rate and bandwidth limits. Uh, connection quality info and Nintendo Switch performance and visual quality updates. Mm-hmm. And then they have April and beyond. And cru- oh, and that they have cross-platform parties, <clears throat> which is pretty cool. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, progression updates, new arenas, new features, and Xbox One X. They say we are now targeting Xbox One X support for late 2018. So a lot going on this spring for, for Rocket League. Uh, I'll tell you what you want to you want to know how to keep your audience engaged and do good community outreach and PR and stuff. Yeah, just look at Psionics. They put on they're, a clinic. There's really there's do. few that have done it better. Yep. I, if if any, they may My they may be game. the best. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. <laughs> it really is. Uh, yeah. I mean, they listen. They they're, provide feedback. They they're also doing important things and for cross platform play. You know. The only thing they've missed the boat on is not including the Zamboni. <laughs> yeah. I can't. That I, that, was, I mean, that was such a miss with their that, pond hockey. That was a misstep. They really floundered that one. Yeah, they did. With, if you will. How did nobody float that idea out there? I don't know. I bet I bet the, the person that floated it was the person that nobody likes, so they just yeah. poo-pooed, poo-pooed it. it. Never talked about it again, just so that guy I mean, didn't get any credit for maybe, it. Maybe they need a tweet. Something. Yeah, for for next time. Yeah. For Rocket League 2. Next winter, we need to see the Zamboni come out. Indeed. That's it. Will, what do you got? Uh, So my first one is we're getting a pocket edition of Final Fantasy XV, which I knew nothing about. Uh, And the good news is its chapters, uh, its 10 chapters are going to be half free. And then after that, you're going to be paying a little bit of money for it. Um, So you'll get to at least try it before plunging in and buying it. Is there any interest in you, Corey? I feel like you'd be the only one possibly likely to play it. 
I'm curious to see what it's all about. Uh, That's I'm watching what I was just going to ask. Yeah, I'm watching the first 20 minutes of Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition gameplay from PAX 2017 right now. Is, is it, it the actual full game? It, it is chibi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is it, I mean, did they just cut out some some fluff here and there? Well, I mean, if it's chibi, obviously it's a huge graphical downgrade. But if if it's still the whole game that you can play on, on a mobile device, there also there's also talk of bringing that version to the Switch. They're not sure if they're going to bring that, try to bring that version or if they're going to try to bring the full version with like, you know, the severe graphical downgrades. Yeah. So I'm scrubbing back and forth here, Dan, and I don't see anything that leads me to believe it's not the full game. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, that's a cool idea, at the very least, you know? Yep. Interesting. Yeah, pretty uh, unique idea. Have we seen this done? It's it's like when they do the, the 8-bit downgrade for like new games or 16-bit downgrade. It's it's the, like that, but the, the it's an actual full game. Yeah, yeah D-Makes. It's cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would buy it. I, I mean, I've already played Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, and the better um, version, probably. Yeah, and I think I'm more excited about the PC re-release uh, just to see what people come up with mod-wise and stuff like that. This reminds me, Dan. Where did you see that Final Fantasy 15's forty dollars on Steam? It was on Green Man Gaming. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. It's fifty. It's if you buy it right from Steam, it's fifty. But Green Man Gaming has it for for forty right now. That's incredible. Yeah. So wow. I've got a I've got a few coupons too that I have saved in my email that that might apply towards it too. Huh. Yeah, that's a steal. Uh, but my other one is EA confirms a delay for Bioware's Anthem. Uh, and allegedly, it's to make room for Battlefield. I guess this fall they're going to be releasing a Battlefield game as opposed to Anthem. Um, I'm wondering if this is just code for we need to fix things with this game before we have another public backlash, or mm. or yeah. are they not that smart? It's hard to give. It's hard to give them that much credit. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing we try to do at work um, when we're just not, like, the biggest thing is completing websites on time. If if we're falling behind and we're not going to make our deadline, we'll, we'll find a really compelling reason for them, for our client to allow us to extend the deadline. And I think that's a little bit of what this is here. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of looking forward to seeing something about Anthem, uh, but it looks like we're going to have to be, you know, waiting a little bit longer to get the full game. I'm kind of interested to see what this is because the, what was it, the E3 presentation? Do they show it at E3? It's EA's version of Destiny is what it is. I can tell you that right now. You probably nailed that. Are you guys excited for this game? No. I'm not. No? I no. want to be. I wasn't until I watched some gameplay videos. I want Bioware to do Star Wars, the uh, the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic, not the Old Republic. Yeah, that's yeah. it for me, though. By the way, for Nibble okay. Bits. How was your week, Will? Yeah, good. Just started college. I'm actually taking a quiz right now as we record. Nice. <laughs> It's due at noon tomorrow, and I know when I come home from class, because I have class at night, I'm just not going to do it. So get it out of the way now. But other than that, uh, considering I waited probably 
to make my schedule like two days before classes started. I have a really good schedule, so I'm pretty pumped about that. What did you end up with with that other that one class we were trying to help you with? I'm Italian? taking ge- I'm taking geology online. <laughs> oh, nice. That, yeah, that'd be all right. There you go. I the online was the big draw. I was all right with taking Italian, but once I saw just how poorly reviewed that teacher was, and you guys kind of talked me out of being crazy and taking it anyway. Um, and I would have had to have multiple classes. So basically, my schedule is every day but Monday I have one class. That's it. So mm-hmm. like. Wednesday and Friday, I'm nine to nine fifty, and Tuesday and Thursday, I'm six to seven fifty. Like that's it for my classes. Uh, and then Monday, day. yeah, it's it's pretty easy. And Monday, I have nine to nine fifty, and then my lab at eleven. So it's nice, like, that you get it out of the way in the morning too. Exactly, I can go lift, come home, do schoolwork, have time. Um, that's really nice. Like Tuesday, I only have class at six at night. I have nothing else, so I can do schoolwork leading up to it. I can lift <laughs> right after. It works out perfectly, so I kind of got lucky considering I waited so long to make my my class schedule. But beautiful, yeah. Other than that, I've just been just been doing my thing. Okay, working. Mm-hmm. Eric, what do you got? Mm, not too much. I went to uh, left the house for the first time in a while to do something interesting uh-huh. uh, last night. I went to see. A uh, couple of cover bands. The first one was called The Breakers, and they were a Green Day cover band. Uh, and they're really good. Uh, I really liked, I appreciated them because they only played old Green Day. And yeah. <laughs> they specifically said they saw somebody in the crowd with a 21 Guns shirt on, and they specifically said, Yeah, we're not going to play that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love that. Um, but they started out with like stuff. Um, from Kerplunk and the Slappy Hours, and That's I was like, awesome. "Oh fuck yeah!" I think I was the only person there that knew the three songs that they played. That's awesome, though. Yeah, uh, nice. they played one for the Razorbacks, um, Christy oh, Rose, yeah. which are two oh, of my so favorites. Good. Yeah, those are yeah. so good. Best. Yeah, and the singer was really good too. Um, so the, I, I guess you could say headliner. It was a very small show. It actually reminded me very much of my childhood and the shows that we used to go to and like oh, the, yeah. the VFW. It was even smaller than like a VFW venue was. Do you um, remember? Do you remember the living room on Washington Ave? Living room. It was. It yeah. was in a basement of some building on the Washington Avenue. Yes. We went to oh, a couple yeah. shows there. Yes, was I do the, remember that. Was it called the living room? No, the living else. room was where we saw the Aquabats. That's right. What was that place called in, in on Washington Ave? I don't remember, but I know where you're talking about. That's where we saw Lightweight Samurai, right? I saw a <laughs> few shows there. I don't remember. I don't remember that. Uh, lam- laminate configuration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys go see Toilet Crisis with me? No. <laughs> that, that name sounds so familiar. Though. Oh, man. They did... Uh... Hey, bitch. (laughs) I do remember that. That ain't no ordinary grilled cheese sandwich you're messing with. (laughs) You remember. They're so bad. Um, So bad that they were great. Uh Yeah, but it really reminded me of like going to the shows. And and, uh, the the demographic was hilarious because it was – I live in a college town. So like there were a decent number of college people there, mostly females. And then there were like a couple people my age in their thirties, and then there were a bunch, a handful of like fifty-year-old dudes rocking the Blink One Eighty Two cover. <laughs> so anyway, the Blink, nice. 
yeah found the one like rock show they could find yeah yeah um so the blink 182 cover band is called um dude ranch and the girl at the rock show because there's two bass players a dude drummer was a dude and the guitarist was a chick uh-huh. um they were not as good um the girl did the tom DeLong part and she was really not a good singer um mm. Which, but you know, I mean, it was fun. I had I had a good time, regardless of that. They put on a good show. Um, they had charisma. I'll give them that. Um, but they did put on a good show. Played a lot of really good, good Blink One Eight Two. I mean, I like pretty much every Blink One Eight Two song. But um, it's one of the few bands I can listen to their whole records, their whole albums. Yeah, back. Adam's song is really the only one I don't like. I skipped that one too because it's sad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't go to Blink One Eighty Two for uh, yeah for my. I go to Radiohead for that. Yep, mm-hmm. for the um, Feels music. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I had a really good time. Went with a couple of guys from work, um, so that was fun to do. Um, I don't <laughs> think I had too much else going on. Really, okay. same old shit. I actually have a few things to talk about this week. Uh, the first is I tried the Super Mario cereal. Oh, I didn't know it existed. Uh, yeah, we got a, we we actually got a couple boxes, and I meant to talk about this last week, but of course forgot because if I don't take notes on what I did for my week, I forget. Um, it's good. It's pretty much Lucky Charms with a slight like berry flavor to it. Oh. Uh, it's nothing special, but it's it's pretty good. Um, where did you, with... did they sell that where I worked in? Yeah, yep, that's where we got it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it comes with the Super Mario Odyssey Amiibo uh, built into the box, which I used on Super Mario Odyssey. And it seems like the Amiibo in Super Mario Odyssey, unless it's the Super Mario Odyssey specific Amiibo, they help you find moons in the game. So that's what it did. I used my Inkling Boy uh, Amiibo and then that one, and they, they helped me with hints for finding moons. Is the pizza or the yeah the pizza is the cereal box going to be a uh, Nintendo Labo someday? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Maybe you could turn it into Nintendo Labo if you if you so choose. Um, but yeah, that was good. Um, so I think I've talked about this before, but my wife is is currently taking taking doctorate classes, trying to get her ED, edu- uh, not erectile dysfunction, but uh, educational doctorate. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> trying to get mine uh, too. So this semester. <laughs> This semester she has a class. I think she, it's it's on curriculum. But one of the interesting things was they're having a whole section on gaming and learning, Ooh. which those two are usually quite a bit at odds with each other. Uh, so she was explaining to me a little bit. She was reading uh, one of the articles that she has to read for for the that gaming section in her class, and uh, it was really interesting because the perspective that at least the, from the article she read for me uh, was. They talked about Civilization and Call of Duty. I think it was the newest Call of Duty. Uh, and how those, um, you know, obviously you may not necessarily learn things from them, but it'll uh, open you up to learning. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, uh, say, a teenager and you're playing Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty World War II, um, you know, the, the, the things that happen in the game or the places and, and faces and stuff, uh, when you go to actually, like, learn about World War II, you're more receptive to the learning because you uh, are a little, at least somewhat familiar with, with some of the things in it, which I thought was uh, really interesting, and I never never would have thought about that. But That's something we talk about all the time, Dan. No, it isn't. 
Yeah, I mean, we talk about it with Age of Empires specifically. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if we've necessarily worded it like that, but I think <clears throat> we beat around the bush a little bit with that, with, uh, yeah, being being more receptive to that. And, you know, the, they use civilization, too. Like, my, my son's learning about Egypt now, or was mm-hmm. learning Egypt in first grade, and I'm like, yeah, you know, if he had played as the Egyptian civilization in Civ, uh, yeah. You know, there's familiar, you know, buildings and leaders and stuff that that help trigger, you know, connections between your fun time and whatever it is that school does. You know, I mean, yeah, and I would almost argue that that carries on into adulthood as well. A uh, game I talked a lot about last year and gave at least one Thummy Award to is the "Bury Me, My Love" about the Syrian refugees. Yeah, um, and yeah, I would say after playing that game and experiencing that i am definitely more receptive to you know maybe reading an article about syrian refugees or you know expanding my horizons beyond what they were before solely because i had played that game uh yeah i think we talked after she read me that article we talked about that specific example of course yeah yeah uh, but yeah, she, like they have to do each uh, a presentation on something, and she unfortunately didn't uh, get the gaming section, so she's no. not, yeah. It, it, the the group of people that's going to work on it is not her favorite people in the class, and it's people that don't know anything about gaming, and that's why they wanted to do it. Well, that so should go well. They're going to do a, a <laughs> very big disservice, I think. Oh, I was going to say <laughs> absolutely. Would she have been able to use us as a primary source? <laughs> Popular well, game. I, I was gonna say I I wasn't exactly good at school. <laughs> Let me up there. I'll do the presentation. So yeah, I, th- I just thought that was neat. Uh, like I said, those th- two things are usually quite quite a bit at odds with each other. So yeah, it is cool. And I wonder how that translates though. So like, so what's the plan? Is there a plan to implement gaming into learning? I mean, it's what's... it's already it's already movement. Yeah. It's it's kind of new, but yeah, it's it's already it's already a thing. I guess there's a teacher in Vestal that's started to heavily implement gaming into his teaching. Um, so. Jason Trier had a pretty good story on Kotaku Split Screen this week about uh, colonization, civilization colonization, huh? and I forget what grade he said he was in, but uh, he was demonstrating he wanted to demonstrate something from civ colonization that had thomas jefferson in it or something like that and he for his presentation and he got in front of the class and he had to play the game up to this point where thomas jefferson showed up and he said he started playing it and thomas jefferson just never showed up so he just like (laughs) played colonization in front of the classroom for like an hour before class ended (laughs) and that was it that's fantastic it's pretty funny um so yeah that was one one thing uh we got an internet speed upgrade here in upstate new york i got a love letter in the mail from spectrum which you never like seeing you're like oh great what did i do now um but yeah they were just telling me that they upgraded my speed from 60 megabytes down to 100 megabytes down for free uh so i actually i had been having trouble with the internet my internet it was running kind of bad so i reset my router started running better but yeah i did a speed test uh, a couple nights ago now and i was getting 116 down and like 11 up i think which is especially the upload speeds doubled which is great nice so very pleased with that meanwhile over here in newark valley my family is refusing to do anything with the internet even though it goes down twice a day 
Yeah, that's frustrating. Yep. Sure is. Brutal. So. Will. That, that's all. Yeah. Why don't you take that on? Uh, I've tried. I've been told I will not be doing that. Just make some phone calls. I told them just wait until you're gone from the house for a couple days and I'll take <laughs> care of it. Which could be never, but... Take care of business. Uh, what do you have, Corey? Uh, not mu- I've been wintering pretty hard the last <laughs> few weeks. Not really doing much of interest. Uh, watching a lot of movies. Watching a lot of Dragon Ball. Eating a lot of snacks. You know, the usual. React to Dragon a- Ball, Corey. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Here Let's we go. Let's see. Vegeta just knocked out Trunks and Goten. Uh, to save them, and he's going to sort of sacrifice himself to take on Majin Buu so they can get away. So beautiful scene. That's, that's where I ended. And I just watched the Broly Legendary Super Saiyan movie, which wasn't very good, uh, despite the, the outpouring way, of love. Yeah, the outpouring of love for that game. I don't know. I didn't really care for it. Um, but yeah, so watching a lot of movies, uh, watched three Best Picture Oscar nominees in the last four or five days. Um, the Shape of Water, which is... Oh, I wanted to see that. Yeah, so it's a Guillermo del Toro joint um, yeah. where this woman who is a mute works in a science research facility of some sort, and Michael Shannon is the security guard who brings in this water monster. Um, and this mute woman develops a relationship with this water monster and tries to save the monster from the the clutches of this evil scientific company. Um, of the three, that was probably my least favorite. Still really good. I really like... It's set in the... Um, the 50s probably i really like their um which what's the word i'm looking for uh set design can't find my words right now but uh-huh. yeah the <laughs> the mise-en-scene how's that perfect yeah you like you guys like that word or no sure love it <laughs> okay the other one i watched it was probably my favorite was three billboards outside ebbing missouri uh that's a martin mcdonough joint uh, I only knew Martin McDonough from um, movie-wise from uh, In Bruges, which is the Colin Farrell movie where he goes to Bruges. Uh, not super popular movie, but I really liked it. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, and this is one of, I think he only directed like four or five movies. And that In Bruges came out in like 2008 or something like that. So um, he's one of those guys that, doesn't do a lot, but when he does, it's always poignant. And I think uh, I think he was originally a playwright and then got into movies. But this one's about a woman who lives in Ebbing, Missouri. Her daughter is raped and murdered. And it, to her, it seems like the cops aren't really doing anything about it. So she buys three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri and just puts some messaging in regards to the crime on those billboards to, to garner attention. Uh, a lot, a lot of good actors, actresses, Sam Rockwell's in it. He plays a really good character. Uh, I think I forget the lead, the lead actress's name. She was nominated for an Oscar for it. Uh, but that was really, really good. I, I definitely recommend that movie. And that would probably be my pick uh, of all the 2017 movies I have seen. That would probably be my pick for best picture. A lot of interesting character work. 
Uh, the last one we watched was The Post, which is the Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep joint. Um, I don't know who directed that one, actually, but uh, about the – I forget the name for it, but the the leaks about the Vietnam War, about how the government knew um, – and not just the Nixon administration, the administrations before it knew it was a war they couldn't win um, and how that leaked for, uh, through the Washington Post and the New York Times and sort of the – the origin story of the Washington post They're They're coming out, so to speak, uh, really interesting. It, it got pretty emotional for me, um, towards the end. And it's kind of a bummer because the takeaway of the film is that the, the press is supposed to be, you know, the watchdogs of the government. And that was what they really tried to nail home in the movie. But I know that's not really true anymore. Oh my God. So no, it, no, it isn't. It was yeah. It's it's kind of sad, um, really, and it it did move me probably more so than the rest of the movies too. That of of this of these three that I watched. So uh, I do recommend the post as well. All good movies. Um, I listen to. I don't know if any of you guys have ever listened to the Film Spotting podcast, but that's my the only movie podcast I listen to anymore. And they were pretty happy with all the Best Picture nominees this year. So. I That's took good. that as a good sign and, and watched them. Most of them. I think I've seen all of them, but two at this point. But Which award yeah. show is this now? The Oscars. Do you watch that? I don't watch the Oscars, no. I, I like to look at the nominees and the winners, but I don't really care about the actual event. I can't watch any of those things. They're all awful. Oh my god, just a bunch of rich people, rich terrible people jerking each other off. It's it, yeah, it's unbearable. Being holier than thou. Yep. 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 That, that's, that's why, why I was, kinda... I was curious if you watched it. I wasn't going to comment on why. Oh I was no, 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 I was no, just curious. no. No, and the whole like the hypocrisy of those people drives me absolutely insane. Corey, what are you talking about? They're perfect. Yeah. Oh, it just it makes me sick. It makes me so happy every time one of one of these douchebags is outed for sexual in a weird, harassment in a, in a very strange way. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like, a strange happiness. But well, is, you're happy they is. finally got their comeuppance. Yeah, yeah. fuckers. Yep. There's just there's so many good people in the world that are just working their asses off to be like successful people who follow their dreams, and they're just held back by so many friggin' douchebags. Sorry. Preach it. Getting off my soapbox. No, go off. I want to hear it. Uh, that's that's the end of my rant. <laughs> All right. Shall we get into what we played? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's uh, hit it. Well, do you guys just want to do brief first impressions of Celeste? Since we kind of teased that. I feel like if thought. we do brief first impressions of Celeste, we're going to cover next week's episode. Why don't you just say what you thought of it so far? How's that sound? Really big fan of Celeste. Okay. Really Seconded. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then if we decide not to do Celeste, maybe we'll go about more in depth for it. Oh next man, week. I really want to talk about it. Well, I don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do, do it. it. If we repeat ourselves. Who cares? Nobody's going to call us out. We can do uh, four in February progress next week or something. And we've really. <laughs> <laughs> what? Even Corey's now like, who cares if we repeat ourselves? Uh, he's right. <laughs> I've been trying for six years and nothing's worked, so. <laughs> it's not true. We got a sub tonight. <laughs> we did get a sub. We got our first sub. I'm our sorry, first real sub. Corey, how far are you? 
What's the last level you beat? Um, <clears throat> I'm in the I'm in the cloud area. Uh, did you do wind? the haunted? Did you do the haunted? Yes, there is wind. That's the one you're on. Yes, that's the one. I, okay, that's the last one I beat. Okay. Yeah. Yep, I'm on that one right now. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I did want to say because we started talking about before we recorded, and I said I'd wait, but Dan, I wanted to say to you specifically if you loved super meat boy which i think you did i think you'll really love yes that's what that's what had me interested in it it's a little you don't have to be as fast as you have to be in super meat boy sometimes um but i think in terms of platforming it's it's just as good uh in my opinion probably better but that's because i like some of the extracurricular things they add like the secrets and the homages to famous platformers and stuff i I won't talk too many specifics yeah There's a lot to like. The music is awesome. So here's the thing about the music. I've been playing it handheld switch at night in bed. Haven't heard a lick of the music. Oh, it's really good. I knew I was missing out on the music and I was like, well, I guess that's (laughs) just going to be my experience with it. (laughs) Really? It's weird to get get some uh, earbuds and put an earbud in one ear. Yeah, but then I'd have to get them. (laughs) True. That's yeah. my experience every night. I'm laying in bed and I'm like, man, if I had headphones right now, I'd probably watch a movie or something. Yeah. That's and then the thing. by the time I build up the motivation to get up and get them, I, I have fallen well, asleep. Here's the thing, Dan. I have earbuds, uh-huh. but they're downstairs and I will never remember to move them upstairs. And I understand. I'm sure as fuck not coming back down to get them. Do you want me to text you to remind you of these times? <laughs> yeah, if, if, if I text you and say I'm playing if, it again, just be like, hey, do you remember your earbuds? <laughs> if I remember. That's, yeah. that's the issue. Uh, yeah. Set, a, set up a if this then that on your phone, so every time you step into your stairwell, you get a text message reminding you to get your headphones. Oh my god, or tell, I, I'll throw my phone against the wall. Tell Alexa to remind you to get yeah. earbuds tomorrow. Boys, I think it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I think it's just not happen. I think I'm going silent. Too many hoops. Yep. Getting back hoops. to Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I had never heard of it until Eric started talking about it. Well, and you know what brought it to my attention, Corey? I hadn't either. Um, and I think it was IGN on Twitter said that they were giving their first perfect 10 of the year to Celeste. Um, so I looked into it and what I immediately, first thing that drew me to it was that it was on the switch. And I mm-hmm. said, well, I'm 50% more likely to buy this game now than I was right. before I knew about it. Um, then I looked at it and I said, Oh, this looks pretty cool. It's got that old style to it. Um, and then, um, I said it looks a little drab, maybe a little, little like everything was just kind of black looking and dark. Um, and then I looked at some more screenshots and they showed some variation to the different worlds. And I was like, okay, now that that's cool. There's different worlds and different things to see. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and buy it. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy I did. the The one that you're on now is my favorite uh, one, favorite level, Corey, that I've played. I dig it. Yeah, it's pretty. I cool. really dig it. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, there's one secret. I'm wondering if you found. I, I'm sure you did. I'd the be pizza? shocked. Mm, it's from Mario Three. Oh yeah, yeah. With oh, the white, with the white God. box. Wasn't that awesome? That was awesome. It's you know what's awesome. The coolest thing about that is how long ago did Mario Brothers Three come out? And you saw that block, and you immediately knew what to do. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
that's so cool. That's and that's that's yeah, the impression that's... That, that that game has left on you. Yep, and and the uh, I don't know which which company made Celeste, but they obviously recognize that it's and acknowledge the same people that. that made Towerfall. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So like, good on them because it was perfect. Oh. Man, I was so happy when I saw I was like, oh, shit, I know what to do here. <laughs> hey, but you know what the magic of that is? You feel like you're the smartest person in the world. <laughs> well, like holding on to this obvious. <laughs> 25 plus years of video gaming has led me to this point, yeah. you know, where I could I know what to do here because of that. I had yeah. a similar moment I had in uh, Mario Odyssey when you're in the castle, uh, the the ca- Peach's, Peach's castle. What's it called? Uh-huh. Mushroom, yeah, Kingdom, Kingdom. Peaches, Mushroom Kingdom, Peach's Castle, or whatever, where you there's that secret from Nintendo, the Nintendo 64 game. It's yep. you do the same thing just because wait, you wait. remember doing it. Is this looking up at the ceiling? Yeah. So I've tried to do that. Am I missing something? You must be. It worked for me. Is there like a camera lock or something? I don't remember. Button? You might have to be standing in the exact right spot. I don't remember. Fuck! I knew it. Oh, There's a way to go get into first person to look around. Did you need to do that? I don't, I don't remember, remember how I did it was too long I just ago. Remember, I just remember okay. doing it. I have to go back now. Um, but yeah, Celeste, like if it's one of those games, like it's a really challenging platformer that gives you that adrenaline boost when you finally like overcome a panel of the screen to get to the next one, and you're like, all right, now I don't have to do that anymore. But it was pretty awesome when I finally beat it. Yeah. You know? And oh. I think they do a really good job of uh, difficulty curve. Like I've never, I haven't really been stuck on anything for uh, to the point of getting frustrated. There's only been one or two times for me, but it not to the point where I like shut the game off. Yeah, you know, I've I've always wanted to keep playing it. Um, it probably is one of those ones though, where like if you walk away, you'll probably beat it the first or second time when you come back yeah. to it. That's true. Um, but it's so fun, and like I just kind of want to keep going and see the the next level and what it's like. Um, yep. a lot of people are into the story yeah i, I don't know i i, I wasn't uh, gonna say i wasn't gonna bring that up because uh we have to have something to talk about next week but um i i i dig it i i like that style of storytelling and i don't really know how to talk about it other I, like i could compare it to something like undertale where you have no idea what direction it's gonna go yeah. I mean, it can it can it takes you to different places and different characters, and it just seems like the universe has no rules um, as it relates to the story. Obviously, there's physics rules in this this game universe, but I don't know. I, I there's something about that like style of storytelling that really appeals to me, and I, I think it has to do with just going to new and different and cool places. Yeah, I don't think it appeals to me, but I just like the game. Yeah. Definitely a must must buy for your Switch, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, like, yeah, not liking the story probably doesn't influence your overall no. opinion of the game that much no, because it's a small part of it. Yeah. It's the gameplay that's the appeal. Mm-hmm. And the look. And I guess the sound. I don't know. It's awesome. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I'm curious, Eric. It sounds like you didn't find the Pico secret. I don't know if I know what Pico is. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The Game Boy thing? Game within a game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I found that. (laughs) That was awesome, too. Oh, my gosh. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't, for whatever reason, the Mario Brothers one really stuck out to me. (laughs) Because you just go in there and there's a fucking white block. (laughs) 
I know exactly what out to of, do. Out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. I know what that is. Yeah. Great game. Um, okay. I also played more Fortnite. So got on the other night. Had a really good run. We actually won back-to-back games for the first time. Nice. Uh, it was exhilarating. Oh, man. Every time you win that game, it is exhilarating. And it was just, it's it, oftentimes, um, you, you don't know a lot of times how many people exactly, you know how many people are left, but you don't know if like they're all on a team together. So when we're playing squads, you know, it could say, you know, I don't know, six people, but that doesn't mean it's a team of four and, and a team of two. It could be any, any yeah. mixture. So you kind of have to be careful. Um, but we just got in a couple of really great scenarios for us where like we were at the bottom of this hill and there were like i think there were four people left so we assumed it was another team of four and as we were like kind of waiting and waiting to make our move the numbers kept dropping and it got down to just one other guy and so we just uh i made some stairs and climbed up the mountain and we couldn't find him which was odd because the the circle um, that you could be in was really small, but we finally found him. Um, and I rushed him and took him down to almost no health and then somebody polished him off, but it's just so good. I fucking love that game. So good. Having a lot of connection issues recently though, Mm. rolling out a lot of updates and it's, uh, tried to play one night and got on with a buddy. We're going to do some duos. Couldn't play. Which is very frustrating now, considering I my lack of game time. Yeah. So, like when I have some time to play it, it's uh, pretty frustrating when I can't. But I'll tell you what, man, when it's when it's working, it is awesome. We mm-hmm. ended up winning three games that night, which is which is a lot. Nice. Came in second in another one. So, uh-huh. Will, you want to get on there and try it with us sometime? Just send me a text if I'm home. Yeah. I'll play. All right. Have you played before? Yeah, I've played. Okay. Sparingly, but I've yeah. yeah, and again, just to reiterate, after the, the last map update, um I really a big fan of what they did. So many more places to explore and uh the weapon drops are much better. So that's what I played. It's no PUBG. Uh you know, I can't speak to that. Still haven't played PUBG. Uh the one main thing that Fortnite has for me is that it's free. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, can't go wrong with that. Even no. if those games were equal, and they're not, I don't understand what point I'm trying to make. <laughs> Even if they were Fortnite, equal, you played week. Fortnite over PUBG. Thank you. I think a lot of people actually are uh, favoring Fortnite over PUBG. But it's a better game. Yeah, it is. Take your word for it. I love it. I've been threatening people who like PUBG more. Well, PUBG has a it kind of has that bro gamer feel to it, you know. We like to keep it real over on Fortnite. Game, okay. real game for real people. Yeah. Uh, Corey, play anything? Nothing new. Just Celeste. I played a little more Slay the Slay the Spire. Uh, I tried one of the other characters. It's... This a very similar game, but the the cards are all different. So mm-hmm. you're crafting a new deck as you go. Have any? You guys didn't try Slay the Spire, did you? Not yet. You should uh, give yeah. it a shot. It's on my it's on my Steam list. So is Celeste, Dan. So if you want to try 
Celeste. I'm going to buy it on Switch. Yeah. The power of the Switch. It's, we yeah, convinced it's, you. It's, you don't even need to demo it, huh? No, I'll just buy it. It's 20 bucks. It's on the Switch. I'll be able to actually play it easily. So uh, that's uh, I've been playing that on the Steam Link. Oh, yeah. I like it. I'm going to play Cosmic Star Heroine on the Steam Link. Ooh, that's perfect. The other, the other games I need the, my ultra wide for, but yeah, that one I'm going to play on the Steam Link. Yeah. So. Cool, bruv. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't have anything. Nothing else? Okay. Uh, still playing. I still play a lot of Darkest Dungeon. That's that's kind of my go-to right now uh, until I get Celeste. Um, I'm past, I'm, right now I'm past where I got on the PC version of the game, so I'm kind of navigating my way into Uncharted ter- territory, but uh, it's such an interesting game. The way, like, one of... For, for a while, I was having, like, an easy time with my dungeon runs. And then you get one where you just get your ass kicked the very first battle that you fight. It just it happens. But, you know, you decide at that point if you want to keep going or if you want to mail it in and call it quits on the on the adventure. But I, just, I don't know. I just like all the all the options there, you know. Did they solve... The I don't reward. know. I don't know what they've put out for updates and stuff like that, but did they solve the issue where, like, in order to progress, you have to, like, backtrack? Because don't you have to retire characters at a certain point? No, if you... I can't remember how. If your characters progress far enough, they can't do, like, beginner missions. But you can can find yourself in a situation where your characters have advanced, but aren't good enough to to beat the the missions their level, right? And then you're kind of screwed, and you kind of have to backtrack and recruit new guys. And yeah, just... probably. If if you're not careful when you're playing through the game, uh, like I I made sure that I kind of leveled everyone somewhat evil, uh, evenly, and I keep like a steady flow because I you know I'll lose a character here and there. I haven't had a TPW yet, which is nice. Um, but yeah, if you keep a steady flow of like lower level characters uh, coming into your into your into your uh, roster, then it's fine. But like I said, I'm kind of at the point now where I haven't gotten progressed this far on the yeah. PC version. So I don't know what kind of surprises are in store for me. I just remember that being the reason I stopped. Yeah, if you're if your characters like, hit level three, they like kind of go into the next level and they can't do the beginner level missions anymore. So you have to have new characters to do that. Uh, you know, you got to get new characters to fill in, you know, you got to level them up kind of evenly to fill in any, any holes in your <laughs> roster from characters that you have that die or, or ones that are getting treatment in the hospital that you can't use in, in the, in the dungeon run or, or what have you mm-hmm. recovering characters. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, and then the other thing I played, I, uh, I played quite a bit last night actually was super Mario Odyssey. Um, I'm tr- I want to get past, I want to pass my son in the amount of moons that I've collected. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him lording over me that he has so many more moons than me. So yeah, don't it's, let him it's, do that. Dan's too early funny. for that. You, we used to joke about this exact thing happening. Yeah. You yeah. know, five years ago we joked about it, but now it's coming to fruition. <laughs> At least he hasn't been able to beat me in anything yet, but he is further than me in Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, but uh, it was earlier tonight. Actually, was the first time he was able to like beat the game without me helping him with any bosses or anything. So, oh. um, he's pretty good. Even my daughter can beat some of the bosses uh, at four. So, 
Oh, you're running quite the training regiment over there. It's only a matter of time before they uh, start beating me at things, and God, I'm going to hate it. So yeah, I've, I've uh, I'm starting like at the beginning and going through and collecting all the moons and the purple coins in each kingdom, and I just finished the wooded kingdom, uh, which is my least favorite kingdom. So I'm glad I'm out of that one and, and further on now. So yeah, I want to get all 999 moons and unlock all the costumes and stuff. You're an animal. How many is that? Uh, have a lot of people? Is that popular now to have all 999 moons? Is that like yeah. the norm? It's a thing. I don't know if it's the norm, but it's a thing. Okay. It usually takes people like 60, 70 hours to get all the all the moons in Mario Odyssey. Not bad. Yeah. Jesus. Is there one that stands out as like the most difficult one? The golden egg? Um, I mean, the ones where you have to beat the bosses again uh, in the Mushroom Kingdom are pretty okay. difficult. And then the ones at the end of the game uh, in the dark side and darker side of the moon are really hard like i i played through those parts on my kids version uh kids assist mode and in that one if you stop your health will recover all the way and they also have six health instead of three health um but in mine i'm not doing assist mode so i have three health and it doesn't recover on its own yeah it makes it a lot makes it a lot easier but yeah those the last few things are are pretty difficult so in those uh, in those two kingdoms, so that's all I played. Will I got nothing, Dan? Nothing other than Dragon Ball. No, I talked about Pokemon we'll with your see. kids for like thirty minutes. Yeah, they love Pokemon. They knew their stuff. I was pretty impressed. Even Marlo like was able to rattle off a bunch of stuff. Yep. Yep. We all play Pokemon Go, and they watch the Pokemon anime. Yeah, I was showing him. What was I showing him? I was showing him my favorite Pokemon, mm-hmm. which is Umbreon. Mm-hmm. And then I was showing him my uh, Arcanine stuffed animal. Mm. He nice. was interested in that. And he's like, "What? who's Arcanine? And I was like, well, it's the Gen 1 evolution of Growlithe. And he's like, oh, I know Growlithe. And yeah. Stuff like that. And he was asking me stuff. And I was like, you gotta, you gotta talk to Dad about playing a Pokemon game. Yeah, when, the, when it comes out on the Switch, I'm sure he'll... Oh, oh he'll yeah. love it. That's going to be funny. That'll be his first experience with like a legit like Pokemon game and like you'll show him Pokemon Blue. <laughs> and he'll this... just be like, "What what is this? <laughs> this is what I grew up on." Yeah. Well, I was surprised when we got the Super Nintendo Classic how interested they were in Mar- Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Uh both of them. I tried to get Ma- Max to play it recently and he wasn't as into it as he was. He had a hard time. Uh, the game's whereas, hard. It's it, not just that, but I don't know. Super Mario Odyssey just came so naturally to him. Yeah. It's the, I don't know. It was crazy. Yeah. I thought he would be better at it, but it's it's an entirely different skill set too. So. Yeah, those those older games were like a lot harder than the newer games. So I can see kids who play it the first time like, oh, this is a pain. <laughs> yeah. I can't How would you grow up with this? Back in the dark ages with our Nintendo and Super <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> Your old Game Boy that you needed a flashlight to shine on to see the screen. Yeah, those were the days. Okay, I think that's everything, right? Yeah. Will we get into feedback? Yeah. Feedback. Like we got quite a bit of feedback. I know we got a long voicemail. I guess we did. Uh, I just want to make sure I get everything. I don't want to miss any feedback here. 
we wait for Eric to get back, or you want me to get started? I didn't know Eric left. Eric is not with us right now. Eh, start. Maybe he peaced, yeah, maybe he peaced on purpose. No, I, he probably had to go to the bathroom. Oh, there he is. What did um, what did you guys talk about for your weeks? Uh, Mario cereal. Oh yeah. I talked about the cover bands. Ah okay. Uh, internet speed upgrade, and then my wife's class. Hey, I'm gonna mute myself while I eat some Cheez-Its. Okay. Um, let me know if I don't mute myself. Okay. All right. <laughs> you can just put life for me, Corey. Life. I said Will started college again. <laughs> started college again, huh? I'm okay. a community college uh, pro at this point. You're like, uh, what's his name? Van Wilder. My friends joke about how I need to get every degree up room before I move on. <laughs> I like it, Will. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. Student. <laughs> okay, the first one, the first uh, feedback is from Narc, who says, For Eric, ACE inhibitors can cause a dry hacking cough in some folks. If you are on one, such as Liza lisinopril lisinopril that's exactly what i'm on okay zestril etc you need to tell your doctor there are similar bp meds called arbs that do not cause that side effect on top of being a thumbstick athletes fan i'm a cardio (laughs) cardiovascular rn so like you know games i know blood pressure meds (laughs) yeah i thought that was hilarious (laughs) that is hilarious but it's good to know i will because you know the doctor you go to the doctor and like you notice anything new or different i would have never thought to mention the cough as being like related to anything yeah. really other than whatever the weather the weather yeah. you think Wait, yeah. when you go to the doctor they ask if you've noticed anything new or different yeah when you start a medication oh okay interesting yeah. i was gonna say i feel like i notice something new and different about my body every day well and how it's falling apart sure. <laughs> You're not you're not quite at the falling apart stage yet, Corey. You're just thirty. You're young no, buck. Well, I'm building back up, guys. He's a tough mutter, Dan. That's yep. true. <laughs> he's a Spartan. I'm a Spartan. That's true. He's a Spartan mutter. mutter. Speaking of that, Will, the mud run this uh, year falls on a day I will be at a wedding, so I can't do it. Man, what am I going to be able to do now? I'll do you it with to, you, Will. You have to do it. Yeah, you're going to have to do it with Eric. Don't we'll you head up, laugh at me. We'll head up to Clinton and do it with Chris. Corey, anybody we know getting married? Austin. What? <laughs> yeah. me. Tying the knot. Yeah. Settle down. The Italian stallion. Oh, wow. All right. Good for him. Next email is from Tate, who says, Sup, athletes. Hope y'all are doing well this week. First off, I will take the Precipice of Darkness, or whatever that game was called, for my pick from a few weeks ago. Just want to get that out of the way so I don't forget again. Second, I mentioned last week that if a new Knights of the Old Republic RPG was announced, they would pre-order the deluxe version of it. So I actually wanted to expand on that a bit and hear what you guys would think uh, if at the next E3 or sometime in the future, Bioware announced a new Knights of the Old Republic. Would you guys be excited? Uh, Would you not care too much? What system would you want it on? If it was available on all platforms, which not included because that's too obvious. And lastly, what would you want out of a new Knights of the Republic? 
So you guys have talked up Life is Strange so much that I finally caved and tried the first free chapter. I had very low expectations, honestly, and I thought I would not enjoy it. But after two days, I bought the complete seasons of that, as well as Before the Storm. I'm almost finished with it already. It's crazy how that game just draws you into the story and the characters, and I love the <laughs> setting. For some reason, I would love to live in a place like that, and I have no idea why. Also, the music is perfect. I love the music and how it gives me the feels while I'm playing it. Anyways, I'll let you guys... Uh, let you guys know my thoughts of it on it all once I finish it. Have a good one, guys. Tate. Tate, I thought we were bros. You <laughs> threw me under the bus this week. Eric was very honest. disappointed. Yeah, I read your I read your feedback, and I knew that our topic was Dragon Ball Z this <laughs> week. And I, if ever there were a week I should not have been on, it was this one. You should have faked well, an injury. You did get some important pharmaceutical advice. <laughs> I did get some pharmaceutical advice, which I, by the way, I forgot to thank him. That's actually very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but Tate, man, threw me under the bus. I think he tweeted us saying, I love Life is Strange recently. Nice. All right. Yeah. We Go are going to do. Welcome to our safe space. <laughs> we are going to do a hangover on Life is Storm at some point. Uh, who Nailed knows it in safe space, Corey. <laughs> My daughter actually came out of the came out of her room. She had gotten her pajamas on, and she had put on a knit cap. And both me and my wife thought immediately of Chloe. <laughs> it's awesome. funny. You just uh, hope she doesn't take oh, after God. Chloe. No, she told her she was grounded. Grounded. Yeah. Uh, new Knights of the Old Republic. Would we be excited? Would we not care? What system would we want it on? And what would we want out of it? I think Star Wars is overrated. So Will well, wouldn't be excited. Will's I mean, opinion on this it, is out. But... Is it coming out on the Switch? Uh, <laughs> if it is, he, I'm excited. He said Switch not included because that's too obvious. Brutal. For platforms. Brutal. Yeah, I'd be excited for it. Yeah, yeah. me too. I like Star Wars. You know, yeah. anything that comes out video game wise or Star Wars, I will be interested in until we hear what kind of shambles gets released. Right. The the issue here would be, is there going to be loot boxes in it? Because, you know, Bioware being an EA company or an EA owned company developer. That would ruin my excitement for it. But I would be very excited for it. Honestly, like if they just did a, a modernized version of what they had before, I I like the combat. If they did, you know, maybe something a little bit more action y, I think that would be awesome. Guild Wars style. I don't know about Guild Wars. It's too action y? No, it's just too different. I'm trying to think of uh, something that would be action y, but also strategic. I don't know. Can't Divinity. think on my feet. What? Divinity. Divinity? No. No, that's all turn-based, right? What was that? Didn't we just play something recently that was like... I can't think of it. A blend of strategy and action. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we just recently had this conversation. Maybe not. Dragon Age. Dragon Age 2. Maybe a little bit. Like that would be would be interesting. Yeah, that's a Bioware game. See, I can think on my feet. If it wasn't... uh, Thursdays are my crazy busy day, and uh, sleep has not come well lately, so... It's the super moons. Yeah, I don't know. Anywho, 
What would anyone else want to see out of a Knights of the Old Republic RPG? Well, what about story and story and characters? And yeah, stuff? where would we want it? Well, I mean, it, w- it would be set in the Old Republic, so you could really do anything you wanted. That's true. I would like to see something that tied into the movie somehow. Yeah. And I'm not sure everything that went down in the Old Republic, so I, I don't have a good example of that, but just something where I can I can tie that thread between the trilogy that's going on right now and the game. This is an interesting uh, factoid that I recently read uh, because, I don't know, We I think we talked about this a, a while back, but they scrapped the entire expanded universe when Disney bought Star Wars. Yep. And there was one specific reason why they scrapped the entire expanded universe. It was because in the expanded universe, Chewbacca gets killed by uh, a moon crashing into the planet that he's he's on. Yeah. And they didn't want Chewbacca to be dead. So they scrapped the entire hearts for that. I agree. But they scrapped the entire expanded universe. There's a lot of stuff there because of that one specific reason. Yeah. Over a hundred books, I would imagine, right? Yeah, books, games, you name it. Comics, they're like so much stuff. Mm. Why? Mm. Why? Because Chewbacca was dead. Okay. I told you why, Corey. Don't they just make a new lovable Wookiee? No. That's what I was going to say. You can't just make a new one. You can't just have Chewbacca be dead. No. You know? Well, it's probably because Chewbacca is an easy character to keep putting in the movies because anybody can play him. Anybody can play him. Just it's got to be a tall bastard. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> tall drink of water. Anyway, that's get that's an aside. I have my wish list for the new Knights Let's of the Old Republic. I want loot boxes, season <laughs> passes, boxes. characters barriered off for paid content. I want all of that. Uh, so, rigid so and tedious progression system. A lot of grinding. Hours of grinding to level. I hope they add all of that stuff in that Dragon Ball game. Preferably <laughs> servers that don't run for the first couple weeks of release. It's always, oh yeah, it's even, though it's, online. even though it's a single player game. <laughs> it has, the world burn. Well, just no reason. going off of that, Beardless's wish in the chat, uh, twitch.tv slash thumbstickathletes, we live stream every episode. Beardless in the chat says his wish is or his request let me just read what he wrote <laughs> if bioware announced the new kotor i'd only have one request to make of them give it to obsidian yeah cuz obsidian made knights of republic 2 right i don't know i think they did I which is know obsidian does their games better than everybody else or other I, yeah. games that's the takeaway here uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 is coming out pretty soon, by the way, speaking of Obsidian. Nice. Uh, I'm going to look it up because KOTOR 2... Did. They did. They did. They did. They did. Oh, okay. Beardless has so. confirmed. Yep. This is good stuff. Okay. The next is from Eric, who says, Hey guys, been a couple weeks. Hope you're all doing well. I picked up Monster Hunter World the other day, and I've been really impressed by it so far. It's not usually the kind of game I enjoy, but something about it has really hooked me. Uh, What's a game that you guys didn't think you would enjoy, but ended up liking it anyway? On this day in 1861, Texas seceded from the United States. In 1865, the 13th Amendment abolishing slavery was signed into law by Abraham Lincoln. In 1884, the first volume of the Oxford Dictionary was published. In 1960, four black students staged the first Greensboro sit-ins at a lunch counter in South Carolina. 
1964, the Beatles debuted their first number one hit in the United States, I Want to Hold Your Hand. In 2003, the space shuttle Columbia disintegrated on re-entry into the Earth's atmosphere, killing all seven astronauts on board. Hope you're having a solid week, Eric. We're all in agreement that the Beatles are overrated, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page, at least on that. 100%. Yep. I have yet to find a Beatles song that I connect with. I like um, Come Together. Yeah, that's a good song. I want to hold your hands all right, too. Yeah. But it's I not connect that, with it. It's not that they didn't have any catchy songs. It's just that they're not. I, 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 we don't feel that they're life changing like everyone else does. No. I, or genre defining. No. Like everyone else. No. no. Yes. They're hacks, I think, is what I, we're trying to say. I think hacks is maybe too nice of a word. <laughs> yes. Guys, blow. <laughs> Blue. Uh, we stuff. need to we need to include our feelings on the Beatles on our about page somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the few things we're all in agreement about. One of that. <laughs> one of my favorite lines that Dad says is, uh, "Paul, I'll sing anything for a dollar, McCartney." <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Aww. that's his feelings about the Beatles too. Well, I think part of my hatred for the Beatles is I have people my age or younger telling me how life-changing they are. You weren't even around for anything they've ever done. so That would be enough to put me off too, Will. So I immediately hate them for that. And that's a personal problem that I struggle with daily. Oh, you've struggled with it today. I struggle with it on this podcast. (laughs) When you guys like something, my initial reaction is, well, that probably sucks. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. No, I don't know. I'm not positive about that. I do. I do that too, though. It's not a great this, quality. I this. think it's a good quality on this podcast. It's entertaining. Yes, it is yeah. definitely. I do that with things. If something everyone likes, you just your your yeah. default your default is to hate it. And then yeah. if you experience it and like it, that's great. <clears throat> that's honestly probably that's why I, I hate Star Wars. Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. A bunch of my friends started listening to him. I was like, oh, Metallica sucks. And then I started listening to him. I was like, hey, actually, Metallica's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Uh, what game do we think we wouldn't like but actually ended up liking? Man, I know there's been a couple for me, but I, God, I just couldn't put a name on one. Life is strange before the storm. <laughs> I was, I was going to say life is strange. <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> I know you're not. We swore off that game before we played it. Yeah, it's the best example, best recent example I can think of for yeah. me. Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, Splatoon was was one of the first ones. Uh, I thought it was a somewhat interesting concept, but it wasn't until I played the te- the global test fire where I was like, "Wow, this game's awesome!" Like, you know, <laughs> it seems like a silly idea, and you know, the cartoony graphics. Um, but you know, it was it was tight gameplay wise, and it was a lot of fun and a different take on a shooter. Uh, so that that's that's one uh, Titanfall, the first Titanfall. I didn't expect to like. Uh, I had gotten out of my first person shooter, uh, especially online first person shooters uh, mentality. But I think I played a demo for that or a beta, and ended up uh, really liking that one. And then more recently, it was uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. That, yeah. uh, especially after seeing how 
how silly it was. Uh, I didn't know if I would end up liking that, but yeah, pl- reading reviews and playing it was, you know, one of my favorites from last year. So it's a few of mine. I'm drawing a blank. I know there's been plenty. I just, yeah. I'm struggling here. The Mario Far Cry three. Good. Yeah. Far Cry three Far is Cry another 3. one. Why didn't you think you were going to like that? Oh, wait, yeah, we, we were all shitting on Far yeah, Cry. Yeah, we made fun yeah. of that pretty bad. Oh, we were shitting on Far Cry. <laughs> and we all really liked it. Yeah. I think that would have to be the winner here. Well, to be fair, that was, I mean, that was Far Cry's coming out, I think. I know it was, but we were really shitting on it. And I don't know yeah. if any of us had ever played Far Cry. No, certainly not. And we were shitting all over it. Certainly not. Yeah, we ripped that trailer apart. We talked about how stupid it was. Yeah. It was a bad trailer. I don't remember the trailer, but I remember we were shitting on it. <laughs> well, I just remember all I remember is like a guy running through a jungle and shooting things. And yeah. you know, that's not really a good representation of what the game that's only a very small fraction of what the game is, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just trying to okay. think of, of I don't know. I know Our I know there's a lot of I can't I can't think of very many. I'm just trying to think of something where I'm like, eh. I don't know. Gone home for me. Ugh. Oh, you liked Gone Home? Yeah, he did. <laughs> I did like Gone Home. Oh, fuck. I boy. say it every time <laughs> it comes up. I didn't when... love it. I didn't think it was life-changing. I wouldn't certainly not make it my game of the year in any universe I exist in. Rank Gone Home and the Beatles. But it was good. Gone, oh, gone Home, home is way yeah. better than the Beatles. Okay. All right. Every time that. Gone Home gets caught, like brought up, Eric and I hate on it, and Corey has to remind us that he liked it. I'm always surprised to hear that he liked it too, for whatever reason. <laughs> Me too. I thought that was unanimous around here. It was we all good, hated it. It was a good story, well told. Oh my god! There's I mean, better I didn't play it, so I really have no room to talk. Oh, There's... you didn't? No. There's better walking simulators out there, Corey. Well, there are now, for sure. I don't, why am I why am I suddenly a target? All I'm saying is I liked it. We have to attack you. I'm my main issue, you're wrong. my main issue with it's... Gone Home is that Polygon made it its game of the year. Yeah, that was my main issue. I don't yep. think it does. Again, I don't think it deserves that in any universe. And I'm not saying it's the best walking simulator either. I know there's a lot of better ones out there. I just I have to be honest and say that I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I'd try spending twenty five dollars on it for an hour of gameplay. Oh, that's tough. That's was tough it only to a, I thought it was like two. Either or, I will never trust Patrick. <laughs> you know what happened? Will didn't end up reading any of the notes. <laughs> no, I <laughs> I bought the game because Patrick Klepik recommended it. Reading nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is one of those games. I feel like there's a, a desperate grasping uh, of <clears throat> like gamers trying to validate their hobby. Uh, so that's why there's such a a strong reaction to games like Gone Home, you know, because it tells a more mature story, you know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah a real game like Life is Strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up on the list, Sherman from Utah says to the athletes. Sherman! First off, congratulations on becoming Twitch affiliated. I'm sad every week because I don't get home from work until around 9 p.m. Mountain Time, and I miss all but the end of your shows. 
Uh, well, it's that time again, isn't it, boys? For in February this week, this year, I want to actually beat a few games, unlike last year. So here are a few of my backlog games. Dan, Corey, <laughs> Will, and Eric, please pick one game each that I should play this February. Uh, ready for the list? Yeah, yeah. Hit it. Hit it. Right. Let's hear Sherman's list. Hellblade, Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon XD, Mario Sunshine, Cuphead, Hollow Knight, Pyre, Horizon Zero Dawn, Final Fantasy 15, Fortnite, which I'm assuming he means the single player Fortnite, uh, Call, of Duty, that one. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, and Drakengard 3. I'm going to go right off the top and go Cuphead. Cuphead. Ooh. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a toughie. Definitely got to play it, though. Yeah, it's good. Um, Mario Sunshine. Oh, that was gonna be my. That pick. was a close cool. second for me. That All right, my pick. You can take no, that. No, no, go ahead. I'll give, I was gonna give him Pyre as a second. Okay. So if you want to give him Sunshine, well, I'll give. I'll do Pyre then. Okay. Corey. Was Final Fantasy 15 one of them? Yes, it was. Oh. You have to play Thumbstick Athletes 2015 Game of the Year, don't yeah. you? Yep. Or 2016? Yeah. Oh yeah. Although I'm tempted to say Hollow Knight because I really liked Hollow Knight and I never beat it. Coming to the Switch soon. What's Hollow Knight about? So it's, it's a platformer. Platformer, Metroidvania. Yeah. Really highly reviewed. Really uh, highly reviewed. Ooh. Excuse me. I think you go Final Fantasy here. Okay. Corey, did you, oh, you didn't pick yet, did you? Mm, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Final Fantasy 15. Okay. Uh, so Sherman, your games are Mario Sunshine, Cuphead, Pyre, and Final Fantasy 15. Great. Uh, not only our selection of games, but a good list to pick from for sure. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of games on there. Guys, did you catch the Sherman reference earlier? Was everybody clear where that came from? <laughs> it did. Okay. It took me a minute, but I I, I wonder if it. he gets that very often, because when I read the email, all the first thing I saw was Sherman, and that is the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> good for you. He says, P.S., thank you for your weekly entertainment, and good luck on this fantastic born February. Best of luck to you, Sherman. Yeah. yeah. Especially trying to be Cuphead. This might be a good time to mention that there were some revisions to the four in February lists. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Including Will dropping Assassin's Creed Origins. Assassin's Creed Origins in favor of Horizon Zero Dawn. And I dropped Salt and Sanctuary in favor of Celeste. Now, I don't think there's any coincidence here that those were both games that I picked. You're just so easygoing, Eric. That's that's why that worked out. I, right. fig- I figured you'd rather me play Horizon first. Yeah. Well, I was thinking back on Salt and Sanctuary. It didn't run very well on my computer, and I think it was like twenty bucks, and I didn't want to have to buy it. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't and want I, you to have to buy something. I had already purchased Celeste. And I was like, I really like this game. Yeah. Granted, it is a bit. It is cheating a little bit because it's not really a backlog game, and I played it a little bit before we. Entered February, but what? I wasn't going to mention that. Oh, I didn't realize that. Corey, Corey jerk. really? Oh, come on. Man, Who cares? Corey, I, I knew that. I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> I am irate. Like Tate did to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I succeed, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. No. True. I want you to fail. 
I don't want to fail. You know, Will's going to bring it up if you. It might be the end of me. I don't. I, Will's opinion of my four in February uh, victory or defeat means very little to I'm me. Just in the grand you know, scheme of I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know it's going to be under protest. Corey, I That's will say, fine. I have been holding off on Mario and Rabbids. I've had it for about a week now and haven't played it oh solely because it wasn't February. I'm just saying. That's a true person right there. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll beat five games in February. How's that? Oh, okay. oh, all right, then we're all right. then we're even. Then we're square. Perfect. Come on, Fiona. Fiona's crying, guys. You heard Tito her says you're already disqualified. Stanley Stanley Parable doesn't count, Corey. Stanley doesn't? Hudson, on the other hand, I want counts. a twenty-five thousand word paper on Gone Home. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I was okay. searching for a length of game joke, but I nothing came to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was from Sherman. Next is from Tito, who says, uh, 10 minutes on just Monster Hunter World, and that's and and what it's like. I was going to talk about Sea of Thieves as well, but I'll send that feedback next week. This one is long enough. So here oh yeah, they did a beta for Sea of Thieves, didn't they? Yeah, yes. closed beta. Okay. So here's Tito's uh, before you start playing Tito's feedback, because it is ten minutes long. Yeah, I was uh-huh. gonna say that's pretty long. Should we like maybe stop it every couple of minutes or something and talk about it? Because yeah, <clears throat> okay. No offense to Tito, but I I don't know how <clears throat> the rest of the listeners would take a ten minute feedback, and I think it we'll definitely forget about a lot of the things that he talks about by the end of the ten minutes. Yeah, is it actually just, ten minutes long? I don't know. I, said it is. I just downloaded it. Okay. <clears throat> Um, I don't even know where to start because there's a lot to get, get into. I Loud think I had yeah. probably the best gaming weekend I've had in a long time. And it focuses around Monster Hunter World and see if these close beta. And I wanted to go into a little bit about Monster Hunter World because I know no one has the game on the podcast team. Um, and I'll try to be quick about it. Um, there's a story campaign to the game. It focuses on voyaging out to the new world and you create your character and you're part of the fifth squad, I want to say, called the fi- nicknamed the Fivers. You're like the fifth wave of people coming to the new world and there's other monster hunters that have come before you that have been there for a while. And you're just trying to settle this new environment while chasing this elder dragon called Zora Magdaros and trying to figure out why, what, what he's trying to do, where he's going and why. And it's kind of mysterious now, but there's that. And there is a. Whoops. What did I do? <laughs> oh, no. Man. Now it's 11 minutes long. Oh, boy. <laughs> what happened? Uh, I'm finding it. Corey, say something. <laughs> something. Noonan. Noonan. That'll change over the course of a month or whatever, or a couple weeks. There's 14 different weapon types. I'm using the Insect Glaive, which is this really cool weapon I really like. And what I love about um, all the all the weapons is that they seem very different, and they're very mechanic-driven. It's not simply just... 
using two different types of attacks, your triangle, your Y triangle being your weak, your normal weak attack, and then your strong attack being your B circle button. And for exa- example, with the insect glaive, instead of just doing those two different attacks, you also have this insect attached to your arm that you can shoot out. And the idea is that you can tag your, your um, target at different p- parts of the body, and it'll grab a different kind of buff. And if you and there's three different kinds of buffs, and if you can grab all three, then you essentially go into Super Saiyan mode, um, and that changes your combos and everything. So there is some mechanics involved, and for all the different weapon types, from what it seems like, because I've been heavily invested in the Reddit and reading all these different types of tips that I can get my hands on, that's essentially the same way with every type of weapon. There's some kind of mechanic involved that you you would do it would do you well to learn, you know, because you'd just be wasting your time if you're just going to hack and slash. Um, yeah, the game feels super well lived in. It's like something that's been 15 years in the making. And from what I can understand, they've made a lot of quality of life improvements. And I think the, a lot of the systems in the game are just so cool. One example, some of the social features that you can do, um, you have something called a guild card that you can edit and it's essentially just like your player card, like a baseball card of your character in your palico, which is your cat buddy. Um, you can do different poses, put quotes or whatever, all that kind of stuff. And you can send it to other players um, and they can view it and they can send you theirs. That way you have a, a library of guild cards that you've received. Seems cool, normal enough, right? What's cool is those guild cards, what they allow is that if you're playing solo and you're out doing a quest, you might run into uh, one of your friends that you have their guild card of. You might run into their palico just lounging about. And if you talk to them, they'll join your party. Um, so I was playing just alone one, one day, I think the second day of playing, and I saw my buddy's palico, who I just played with yesterday. And he just joined my party. And I had to take a picture and send it to him. I was like, oh, my God, your, your cat was just like hanging around. And then he started helping me on my quest. Um, I thought that was really cool. Oh, another thing about the guild cards that I almost forgot. Um, you can open up something later in the game called, I think it's called Tail Raider Safaris, where all the guild cards you have collected, um, you can send a few of them. So far, I haven't been able to sp- uh, pick specifically, but it's essentially you can send out a mini party of different palicos from the people you've shared your guild cards with. Essentially, you'll, you'll pick out the party that you want to choose, and then they'll give you like three to six different options of um, locales and different monsters that they'll run into on a specific quest. Um, and it's not always monsters. It might be plant life or whatever. Um, and so if you're looking for certain materials that you weren't able to grab, you can send them on these quests, and they might be able to grab them for you. And so as a certain amount of time will pass by where you do a number of quests, and then they'll have returned from their safari. It's uh, not total like a lot a lot about the game is they don't go into detail um about things there are tutorials that try to help you understand certain systems but there's still a lot of stuff that they just plain don't explain and i'm kind of cool with that because it's kind of fun finding that out about um finding that stuff out for yourself so yeah that's another thing with the guild cards um there's a loadout management to all your items your weapons and your armor you can create loadouts to them which is really cool and you can rename it to whatever. That way you don't have to constantly micromanage. Um, there's auto-crafting. You know, as you pick up things in the game, say I want to auto-craft mega potions, as long as, I, as I'm as i exploring, 
I collect the necessary ingredients to make that, it'll make it for me. I don't even have to do anything. Um, you can have a wish list of things that you want. Um, so if you're talking to the, the smithy or um, uh, the weaponsmith or whatever, you can just press triangle on anything that you really want. And the game will notify you as you progress through the game and you get the items required to make it. It'll let you know you can now craft this. Some, some of the quality of life improvements include in previous games, you would have to, I think, like collect whetstones to sharpen your weapon from what I understand. Um, but now you just have this permanent whetstone in your inventory that you can just use an infinite amount of times. So that way you don't have to like grab that stuff. So a, a lot of those things of like having to go out and collect these things, now they've taken out that tedious stuff so that you can just focus on the main, the main uh, meat of the game. The multiplayer is a bit complicated, but I haven't had too much trouble with it. And I go into detail, but there's there's no point right now. But it, it that's one complaint a lot of if you if you see on the Reddit, a lot of people complaining about it is how complicated it can be to play with friends. The armor is really cool and ridiculous and awesome. Um, it, it ranges from cool, slick looking to just ridiculous. Um, and one of the like, for example, one is. Um, not every armor comes from your large monster hunts. They can come from like the little endemic, there's endemic life, like little creatures in the wildlife. And you can actually get specific armor from them. It might just, it can be a full armor set or it can just be a specific piece from those small creatures. One of them is, um, gives you actually a really good um, glove, or I think they're called greaves. But the one that I thought was really funny is if you kill this certain type of insect, they actually <laughs> give you like, the coolest looking armor that's like super bulky as hell. I happen to get enough materials and the armor that results in it is just giant looking thing with giant horns and everything. And I thought that was hilarious. Um, you have your Palico, your cat buddy. Um, you can also craft stuff for them. And in the game, there's, there's another cat race in this new world called Grimmelkins. And they'll help you take down monsters as you, as you, um, find their little hideouts and everything and you can raise your level your fondness essentially fondness level with them and they'll start to help you more and more and one of them is um while you if there's certain spots in the world where if you can mount a monster that you're fighting and bring them to a certain location they'll help they'll help you with them and trap them for you to make the the hunt a little easier and i thought that was really cool um I mean, I think that's most of the stuff. I didn't want to get super long with it. I know I talked a lot about it. There's just a lot of cool systems to the game. There are instances where it feels a bit like a like a Dead Souls or Demon Souls, Dark Dark Souls game or whatever, or a Blood uh, Bloodborne kind of thing. I definitely got that that kind of vibe. Some of the locales have been really cool, especially the third. There's a Coral Springs, I want to say, or something like that, um, where imagine, you know your normal aquatic coral wildlife, but it's not underwater. It's just like this really bizarre looking place that it's really cool. And that's where the creatures start to get really kind of creepy and scary looking. Um, I mean, it's just such a well done game. I have, I've run into very little bugs. Um, the biggest issue has been on the Xbox side. Matchmaking uh, wasn't plain, just plain wasn't working apparently. And then the PSN was out was out for a couple for a couple a few hours but that's nothing to do with the game really psn was down but what's cool is that when i was playing and i was just in the the hub when it went offline i didn't get booted to the title screen it just i just got a notification that hey you are now in offline mode 
you can play the game in offline mode. That's fucking amazing. I love that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't get booted out. I think that I think that's really cool. And then once it was working, you just find an online session to join, and you're back online, and you can play multiplayer. Um, I definitely recommend the game. I mean, it, it was it was great. I, I loved it. And that's all I have for now. See you guys around. All right. Thanks, Tito. I know uh, yeah. Monster Hunter is one we're all we're all interested in, right? I'm uh, yeah. extremely close to buying a console just to play it. So, <laughs> oh man, it's now the time, Corey. Are we going to debate this? I think we should talk about some of the things Tito yeah. mentioned first. Uh, to me, it, it sounds like the a lot of similarities. Um, obviously, uh, it is a franchise after all from Monster Hunter Four. Uh, one thing I've noticed, and especially what Tito was talking about, what everybody seems to be talking about, are the quality of life improvements in yeah. Monster Hunter World. Uh, and I think a lot of them are meaningful. And I know hardcore Monster Hunter fans sort of uh, aren't appreciative of them. Uh, I listen to a Japanese gaming podcast. They're American guys, but they live in Japan. And uh, one of the guys is a huge Monster Hunter fan, and he actually said, like, some of the quality of life improvements pissed him off a little bit because yeah. he remember, you know, back in the day, you used to have to do it this way. And I think he was talking specifically about um, crafting and how you, Tito mentioned how it makes that all really easy. You know, it tells you what you need and where you can get it. Whereas before you had to sort of discover things on your own just by mixing parts that from plants that grew in different areas at different time, like all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, probably an improvement that's I, necessary for this yeah. game to go mainstream, but I, I can see both sides of of this argument. But uh, I th- I think I feel like in in Monster Hunter's case, a lot of the minutia was just that it was just minutia, you know. Yeah, uh, a bit busy work. It felt like a lot, and it distracted you from the meat of the game, which was hunting monsters. I, I would absolutely agree with that. I think that's a good point, and I think that's why we really latched on to Monster Hunter Four. Yeah, um, and I I. I Seriously, I am chomping at the bit to play this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the PC version's not coming out until like September, right? Fall. Yeah, well, I think I, they just said fall 2018. I did have a question too because Tito brought up how uh, I don't think he used the word polished, but um, attention to detail, or he said something along those lines about all the, the deep systems, and it feels like a very well developed game. Is this the same Monster Hunter that came out in China a few years ago, and they said would never come? West. No, I, was, I thought that was Dragon's Dogma online. Maybe it was. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. For some reason, yeah. I had it in my head. It was a Monster Hunter game that came out in China. I don't uh, know. I think it I was Dragon's be... Dogma online. I okay. think that's what you're thinking of. Maybe not, but I could be wrong. Okay. Oh, uh, and I also laughed when he was talking about the insect glaive. Yeah, because I remember using that in Monster Hunter Four and wondering why it didn't, it wasn't doing damage. Yeah, uh, if it's the same as it is in Monster Hunter World, then it sounds like it was just meant to be used for buffing. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that's why I had such issue with it. It's funny that you brought up uh, Dark Souls too and uh, Bloodborne and stuff because the first time I played a Monster Hunter game was Monster Hunter Three on the Wii U. And I played for, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 hours and did not like it at all. And it wasn't until after I played Dar- a Dark Souls game. Uh, Dark Souls 2, I think. 
was the one I, I started with that I came to appreciate Monster Hunter combat. I thought it was way too slow and uh, fussy, but once I learned how to like use that slower combat style, slower, more deliberate, more calculated combat style than the games I was used, uh, used to playing, which were more uh, fast-paced action games, I, I really appreciated the Monster Hunter combat, and that's why I loved Monster Hunter 4. So I ended yeah. up using the battle horn in Monster Hunter 4, which was awesome. I don't know if that's in Monster Hunter World or not. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, I just did a quick Google search, Dan. Monster Hunter Online. Okay. I think is what what I'm referring to. Gotcha. 2013, a trail came to light promoting a new Monster Hunter game. Capcom later followed it up with an official announcement. Um, I'm not really seeing... So it's not out then, right? This game is currently available in Asia only. Oh, there you go. So you I guess it's correct. a different. I guess it's a different game, but uh, probably they probably learned something <laughs> from yeah. this. I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah. Currently only available in China. Yep. It's interesting. Okay. Did you want to talk about the thing, Corey? Oh, yeah. So, like, my drive to play Monster Hunter World, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Has got me really questioning whether I need to buy a console this year. I was going to buy a video card, but given the price of video cards right now and the fact that I haven't really played a game where where I felt like my computer, you know, was really suffering. Yeah. Um, certainly I've played games where I've had to lower the, the graphical fidelity down quite a bit to medium or low in some cases, but it hasn't really hindered my enjoyment of the game yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and this coming from a person who grew up, and I mean, Dan and Will, you guys as well, grew up with a very crappy PC that we were just constantly trying to get the most out of to play any sort of game. Uh, so maybe my tolerance is a little bit higher than most people when it comes to that. Yeah, as long as I get a smooth frame rate, I'm I'm fine with lowering graphic settings. Yeah, and that's about where I'm at. Um, I just don't like when things get muddy. I like I like a lot of bright and different color, a lot of depth of color and stuff. I don't like muddiness. So as long as the game's not muddy because of my my PC, then I don't really have too many issues with lowering graphics. But yeah, so I keep going back and forth because I kind of want to switch. Because there are games I want to play on the Switch. I kind of want a PS4 because the PS4 has the better games right now and can play Monster Hunter. Um, but I'm also thinking about an Xbox because the the people that I hang with out hang out with up here all have Xboxes. Only a few of them have PS4s. So I know there's an opportunity there to, to play games um, with friends. Excuse me. But, um, yeah, I don't really know, like, this is probably a bad time to buy a console, too, because I imagine prices will drop this year. Uh, I don't know. Oh, well, you're looking at the Pro, right? If they don't drop, they'll at least throw in more games, probably, as time goes on. a bundle or something. It's just tough, because the idea of buying a console to play one game, like, really does not jive with my frugal nature. So if you go Xbox, you can play Dragon Ball Fighter with your brother. And yeah, I mean, me. yeah, that and that all factors into this as well. We could play so. Fortnite on the PS4 too. We could. Part of me really likes that 
Xbox thing we talked about last week, though, where you, what is, how much is that a month? Oh, Game Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. Ten bucks. Like, I could swing that, no problem, and play the one or two exclusives I I might be interested in. I was going to say, hold your horses before you get too pumped on Game Pass. Yeah. I don't know. They're putting other games on there, too, right? I'm not really sure how it works. Yeah, there's other games on there, but it's not like, I mean... Yeah, it's game. The, the best games on there were like Metal Gear Five, Gears, um, Saints Row Four. So it's all stuff that Corey's probably played. Yeah, Halo Five. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, Corey, and you know, uh, in a perfect world, I'd say you get a PlayStation and a Switch, mm-hmm. and you're off. Good to go. But if you had to pick between a between and narrow it down to one console, I think you'd have to go PS4 because I think, from what I can tell, your want to play Monster Hunter World kind of trumps anything else I've heard you want to play on the Switch. That is that is that is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. That's another thing, too, because... And that's what I was trying to think of, like, what other games coming out on PS4 this year am I, like, for sure going to want to play? God of War. God of War? I don't... No? No. Do you want to play... I I really want to play the new Shadow Shadow Colossus. I'm curious about that, and I would try it if I didn't have to buy it, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't buy either of those games. Hmm. I mean, the, the only thing I'm really, like... I can think about on PS4 is wanting to even go back and play is uh, finish Horizon. Yeah. Well, what do you want to play on the Switch? I'm going to want to play Project Octopath Traveler <clears throat> for sure. Anything else? Xenoblade. I don't know. Xenoblade would be yeah, that would be fun to play. Uh, I would, would have probably made that a well, it'd be a long four February game, yeah, but it's at least seventy hours. I feel like you can, if it's a Switch game, you can double the time. If it's then, if it's something else, just because you, you have more access to it than yeah, anything else. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you, Corey, is you don't want a new game console. Yeah, and that's yeah. That there's that too. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe I don't have good enough reasons to buy one right now. That's that's where I'm at too, because honestly, like it it would be convenient, but I can't see spending four hundred bucks. At least, yeah. On a console that I probably wouldn't get to use all that much. That's a lot of games that you can buy, you know. That uh, you know, I have to wait to play Monster Hunter. I just have to. So, Ugh, that's going to be that's a long wait, though. Yeah. And that time of year is when everything else is coming out. Yeah. I wonder if I'll still be interested in it then. It sounds probably to me, Corey, not. you're It'll not happy with any decision you're going to make. You'll second guess yourself no matter what you buy. Well, I mean, or even if you don't buy anything, you're gonna, I think you're, you're still second guess yourself. Monster Hunter for a few months, and then you're going to sell your PS4. Yep. <laughs> well, I mentioned this to you guys too. Like another thing, I'm kind of interested in is the Xbox One X because of its Ultra HD player. But then I thought to myself, I'll never buy an Ultra HD DVD. I would only rent them, but Netflix doesn't rent them. Redbox is just starting to, and I'll be damned if they ever have availability for what I want to watch. Wait, Netflix does 4K streaming. They do streaming, but not not 
hard copies. Oh, I guess it doesn't matter what you stream 4K on, right? What do you mean? The 4K streaming is probably on everything. Right? Pretty much. I know Amazon does it, and and yeah, and um, or does Amazon do it? Maybe they don't. I don't know. Um, um, yeah, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, Netflix does it, and it's awesome when they have HDR UHD. Uh, it looks beautiful on my TV. <clears throat> but I wonder how much better it could look if I had the hard disc. Um, yeah. And that's like because I can't, I can't on that TV. I can't watch low quality anything because it it, it, it ruins yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. But I guess that's not. I guess that's not really even a good reason. <laughs> no. Either. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I think you don't buy anything. Yeah, now that you said that, Eric, I guess that's all I needed to hear. (laughs) I think you hold off. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wait and see. Like, maybe PS4, like, has a dynamite fall lineup that you're going to want to hit. So that's when you get a PS4. Same thing with the Switch. Or I say the Xbox, but... (laughs) I don't know that they're are you interested. Think. I mean, are you interested in the indies at all? Because the indies, Switch is a nice indie machine too. Like it machine. mixed in with your with your big games. Like you know, I don't know. You know, they have, they put out a lot of good. You know, ten to twenty five dollar games on there too. I just I also don't. I don't buy things unless I know I'm going to get my mileage out of them. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of indies, I don't, I, I just, I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, you got to do your research cheaper, ahead of time. But, yeah. You know, that's what I did with Celeste. Because I'm kind of the same way. I don't buy nearly as many games as I used to. Um, because my time is so limited. So, you know, when you see something or you see a game that's getting really highly reviewed, you got to kind of dig into it a little bit. But it, it, it's nice, be, you know, having those indie games on the Switch and being able to lay there in bed and play them. It's, it's nice. Or, you know, a game like Mario or Zelda. The digital purchases, though, too, like, I don't like that idea of once I give up my Switch, like, I have nothing to show for those purchases, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's why on the Switch, anything that's got a physical cartridge, I buy physical. And then, you know, the indies, like, I just lost that money if I don't have my switch anymore but i've pretty much gone all digital me too i mean i i have on on pc but it works because it's steam you know and it's like it's always there always have that yeah i'm in agreement with eric i think you just hold off wait and see sucks because i want to play monster hunter so bad oh well Wait, Will, you want to split Monster Hunter World and talk about it next week and really get Corey antsy again? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Yeah, just because What's... he liked Gone Home. How much yep. is a used uh, PS4 original? Probably like 200 know. bucks. I don't yeah. know, but I bet you the internet does. Not worth it. Not I, worth I would it. guess 200 minimum. No, just, you don't don't buy soon. a fucking used one. Come on. Yeah. God damn it. Just steal one from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, nah, there you go. John Craigslist, see what's going on there. I just wish I could download a PS4 from a torrent site or something. 3D print a PS4. There you go. 
a working PS4. You wouldn't do that to the good people at Sony. <laughs> All right, good folks. Last piece of feedback Shoot is from it. Idaho Jake, who says, "Hey guys, I bought Monster Hunter Worlds, and I'm really liking it. it takes a bit to learn, but once you do, it's fun." <laughs> I haven't played with anyone yet, uh, but I have here a guy, a Game Informer, that says he beat it all single player. Wow. Uh, I would say more, but I'm feeling under the weather, but I recommend it for people who like RPGs. Now for Idaho Jake's This Day in Gaming History, 1991 is software was founded. Id Software was founded in Louisiana. 1995, Kirby's Avalanche and Kirby's Dream Course released on the snes and 2017 fire emblem heroes was released on android that's it for me guys and carry on mm. you guys remember that little game fire emblem heroes oh yeah i played quite a bit of that for the first part of last year wow so listen God, this is off topic and i apologize for that but so i went to gamestop Corey, and i was looking at their um i was gonna look at what you said but something caught my eye Current trade offers get up to $350 credit when you trade any PS4, Xbox One, or Switch towards a new PS4 Pro. How that much? seems outrageous. How much? $350 credit? Wow. It's right here on their website. I'm Wait, if you trade in... to go do that. Right now? Does it have to be anything else or just the system? Uh, that's what it says. Huh. Why would I not go do that Doesn't right now? Doesn't that seem absurd? Read it again. Yep. Get up. <laughs> okay, now, now, this will require some more digging because it says get up to okay. $350 credit when you trade in your Xbox One, PlayStation 4, or Nintendo Switch system toward any new PlayStation 4 Pro. So we have to see what the get up to part of that is. Yeah, does that mm-hmm. mean you have to put, like, put in a couple games or... <sighs> But I'm not seeing an, a, a spot where there's more info to dig into. That's the only thing. Is it just one of those like used, slightly slightly used, like scales that they use? I don't know. Maybe I, you know. Maybe I'll call tomorrow and see. Yeah. Uh, see what's up. See what the dealio is. How, how are they That's making money it. on that? They're not. They're not. They just want people to come in and get the new system. If they think I'm going to come in there to that yard sale of a store and buy any Funko Pops, they got another thing coming. <laughs> I have <Nope>. a Funko Pop. <laughs> Dude, I thought about getting into them, and then I was like, nah, I better not. <laughs> All right. Are we game ready giveaway. to do the game giveaway? Yes, we've yeah. got a lot. One through six, right? I got Narc at one, Tate at two, Eric at three, Sherman at four, Edo <laughs> at five, Jake at six. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Fucking pulling hard for Sherman this week. One through six, and the winner is Jake, number six. Jake wins again. Has he won the most out of everybody? Oh, Definitely. Yeah. But he also submits feedback every week. So. Sure. Yep. All right, Jake, games one through 180. Our stock is uh, dwindling. dwindling. We'll have to read I'll have to get some uh, Humble Bundles and replenish it a little bit. Yeah, We have 180 more episodes to go, boys. <laughs> Before we run out of games. First game, 106. Reus. Reus? Reus. Reus. Oh, I actually have... I feel like I bought that game. I have it. It's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. It's a former builder of yeah. some sort. Like yeah. a... You play God, kind of. Yeah, world builder. 
In Roos, you control powerful giants to shape the planet to your will. You can create mountains, oceans, forests, and more. Enrich your planet, enrich your planet with plants, minerals, and animal life. There's yeah. only one thing on the planet you, that you do not control. Mankind with all their fear, virtues and all their vices. Mankind. Next up, 66, The Banner Saga. Good one. Dan, you own this. This is one of your... Okay. That is a good one. I Next feel one like up. Jake's played the Banner Saga. I think you're right. 35. Galax Z. Another good one. Played that one. Good one. It's a cool game. We're getting two uh two in a row here. Last week's was pretty good too, Rachel, who I have already delivered her game. Nice. Okay, look at you, Corey, getting out ahead of it. Yep. That's not like us. I landed on Roost. <laughs> that's, that's never happened. It's kinda uh, like Corey. Yeah. Roost again. Yeah. So let's respin. 31. Stronghold Crusader 2. Nothing wrong with that game. Don't know that one. Popular one. Four. I feel like that's one for Jake. Stronghold Crusader 2. 23. Mythic Wonders, the Philosopher's Stone. That's that's been up for for the taking before. Had to have a stinker. Hasn't been uh, selected, huh? (laughs) No. Wow. I think I've played this, actually. It's a point-and-click like adventure. Play. Point-and-click adventure, I think. Sounds like a Corey game, yeah. Oh, my God, does it ever. Mythic Wonders the Philosopher's Stone, a must-have for all Artifacts Monday fans. Yeah, definitely a point-and-click adventure. Corey's up there with the with the top of the Artifacts Monday fans. <laughs> uh... Right amongst the peak of them. My name is Alfred Fox, and I'm a private eye with a knack for getting into trouble. Frankly, it's part of the job. When I received a phone call from my old flame, Barbara, I didn't expect it to be the beginning of the most difficult investigation of my entire career. Corey, your old flame's name actually is Barbara, too. What are the chances? It really is, yeah. My uh, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. (laughs) Please pick that game and beat it. Uh, It's amazing. All right. That's everything. Guys, yeah. guys, I really think you get $350 traded. That's that's, that's a great insane. deal. So the, the fine print says offer valid until the 11th of February. Valid toward purchase of a new PS4 Pro. Not valid towards cash trades. Trades must be in full working condition to receive full value. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So I can walk into GameStop, buy a used PlayStation... And flip it right there in the store? Apparently. This seems utterly ridiculous to me. There has to be... I'm going to call it tomorrow. I will report back. Because how much are the pros? crazy. 400 bucks. You're getting it for 50 bucks? So there's no reason for me to I not go do this tomorrow. I have a PS4. Like, yeah. the freezes and... Like, Don't tell them that. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm going to go in there and it's just see work. if it works. I mean, it'll yeah. work. Like, huh. I'll get, Chris will get it for me for my birthday. Done. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, there's no reason not to do that. That's that'd be that's crazy. You, you'd be insane not to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you might think about taking advantage of that too. Yeah, I might. I should call tomorrow and find out if uh, they yeah. do. <laughs> let me. I'll give them a ring. I'll I'll let you know what they say. Because, yeah, yeah, like, I can, that's worth it to me. Oh, my God. Cool. Okay. 
Uh, anything else? No. So next week? Next week we're likely doing Celeste. Unless Will and I buy Monster Hunter World. Unless you guys buy Monster Hunter World. On our brand new PlayStations. <laughs> our brand new <laughs> PS4 Pros. Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is too good to be true. I mean, this is perfect. This is perfect. If if you guys did that, I might go out and <laughs> buy one. <laughs> Just so you didn't have that over me. Uh-huh. And then I, I, would re- I would return it after after next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, if we get these PlayStation Pros, I am one hundred percent on board with getting monster hunter here's the thing christy for my just quickly christy for my birthday was going to get my guitar fixed up for me which i'm sure is going to be more than that um so i could i feel like i could get her to get me the the pro and then if we split monster hunter worlds for 30 bucks that's what's that 80 bucks i think i'm in i think i'm in there (laughs) can't go wrong with that (laughs) what do you say sparky say it sounds like a pretty good idea <laughs> just uh, let me know if uh if that yeah, happens we'll do we'll I'll strongly they'll, consider it they'll take a picture of themselves with their new ps4s with their middle finger up yep <laughs> exactly <laughs> i hope they do i really do <laughs> that'll come full circle right oh yeah. there's that ace inhibitor kicking in on me <laughs> all right oh, that's man. everything right yeah. Okay. That'll do it for episode 341 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Well, Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.